Hello, the internet. Welcome to the BRB AFK podcast. I am your humble producer, Boston. Joining us here in the Zencaster studio, as always, is the time being, Scott. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. <laughs> That's exciting. That's new. It is. I just, I just have one question. Okay. Yeah. Where's Harvey Dent? What? what? Where's Harvey Dent? Wait, who's oh. Harvey Dent? Oh, Scott, are 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 you high tonight? <laughs> what is happening no, right now? <laughs> was, it was the uh, Joker line from Batman. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I got that, but like I was trying to figure out why it didn't line just, up with I just, anything. I just wanted to say it. Okay, yeah. all right, yeah. I accept that. Uh, yeah. As always, is our uh, illustrious host uh, Ryan Shipley. And Boston, you are much more humble tonight. I've been very humble yes. in all of the pre the pre show. You, you might be the most humble I've ever seen, of Boston. I would love to tell you what song you started the podcast with tonight. But uh, a certain guest of ours that I asked four times in our chat what his favorite theme song was never answered. Ooh, that guy sounds like a piece of shit. Yeah, so I'm gonna say, yeah. I'm gonna say you started the you started with the um, greatest American superhero theme song. Believe it or not, is that what it's called? Oh, well, right. Believe it or not, that's, I'm walking on. Yes, close. yeah, that's what you started with. Close enough. Yeah, I swear. I was looking through here. I kept asking, going, "Hey, so what's your favorite theme song?" And then he answered everything else. But it's like so, it must be very <laughs> secretive here. So I have to say, uh, I uh, <clears throat> I was at work last night when you were texting me. Oh. And <laughs> so when I got the message that hey, we're ready to record, I opened up the message, and the message. I, I had started typing back to you, had a bunch of stuff in it. It just never got <laughs> sent. So it was like, mm. obviously Dawson's Creek is a good one. Uh, I'm a big fan of Stranger Things. Both Jessica Jones and Luke Cage are fantastic theme songs. And then I was like, oh, well, I never sent that. No. True statement. So, hey, let's do, the, uh, let's do the Dawson's Creek one. That seems more fitting. We'll fix it in post. Sure. Fix it in post. I don't know if we're going to fix any of this in post. Open up your morning light. Say a little prayer for I You know that if we are to stay alive And see the peace in every eye <laughs> Probably not But I guess we should we'll introduce see. our guest <laughs> And joining us once again I, Actually, I don't know, is this the uh, I believe this is his first Back iteration Back again for uh, first, the first time Yep, our first Back again for the yeah, first time First for our um, our listeners Since we since <laughs> our, we used to be DLC Respawn He's our first I can't believe this is his first time since we became BRBAK. Well, it's really good to not have you back again. It's, it's wonderful to have you back for the first time, yes. uh, Mr. Hunter Roberts. Thanks yeah. for having me. I'm excited. Nice. It's a pleasure. It's always good to hear your voice. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, the thing that's great is before we were recording, everything was going smooth. It was fantastic. Yeah, and then as soon as you all hit the record, he's like, who is Harvey Dent? And you all are like, what the fuck are you talking about? There was literally no basis for that. And then you were just like, yeah, I'm going to make, make a Dark Knight reference. And everybody was like, what? Or the road. I think that's a fun new thing we should do on every episode is somewhere during the yes. episode. Scott says some kind of weird Batman reference that nobody else is going to get. No, 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 I've got one better. It's not just Batman. I think I'm going to do a random movie quote every single time he introduces me. Okay, so you're the time being, and then you'll say something like, somebody stop me. 
Exactly. It's going to be something random and different every single time. Okay. <laughs> so basically, Hunter, you just, you just witnessed uh, history just now. Oh, wow. Agree, yeah. Uh, look, I'm a trailblazer, yeah. okay? Yeah, exactly. And, so that's what's happening. And me and Boston Say will hello try to, to do, my little friend. Yeah, and me and Boston will try to do better not being horrified. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What the hell is happening? Least, I was worried you were least, having a stroke. <laughs> Just straight. at least we'll be, we'll be prepared this time, you know. <laughs> it, it was a very it was a very tricky thing to try and yes and because I didn't fully <laughs> like I'm all about going with the bit, right? I'll go with the bit as long as I kind of know where the bit's going. If you know what the what the bit is. It was <laughs> Harvey is uh Aaron Eckhart, uh Billy Billy D. Williams played him once. Uh then Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, what are we? Uh, okay, why? here's the thing. Yeah. Let's rank the let's rank the Harvey Dent's top three. We're, we won't use the animated because I don't know who played him in the animated or the games. Top three oh, Harvey no. Dent's. Uh, I'm pretty sure Nolan North plays him in. No, is it is it Nolan North that plays him? If in you the say Arkham Nolan games? North, you probably have a good you probably have a good chance of being right. It's either Nolan yeah. North or um, he's in everything. What's his flip from uh, well, now, Troy Baker? I don't know. I don't know about the. I don't know about the video. The, I don't know about the video games. But I know that uh, Billy D. Williams actually came back as Two Face in the Lego Batman movie. Oh, cool! Mm. It was Troy Baker, Hunter. Troy Baker, yeah, yeah. That because sounds about no right. And you know, Billy D. Williams had to be so excited when he. When he was cast as Harvey Dent, because he was oh, Harvey yeah. Dent for two of them, right? Two like of he them. Was, and the, he yep. was cast with the assumption that, that he was going to be Two Face eventually. And he was like, um, "I finally, finally, I can spend all this Star Wars money." <laughs> and it didn't, it didn't, uh, didn't become, didn't actually get to be Two Face until 2017. Wow, yeah. he played the long game. They, uh, <laughs> they, 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 they fucked him over good. Yeah, uh, then they yeah. just replaced him in the in the the third one. Is he the um with a white guy too? Yeah, <laughs> so he got the opposite kind of deal that Jack Nicholson, Nicholson got <laughs> for, for playing Joker. But at least for uh, he got a little bit of revenge because, like, of course, the movie where Aaron Eckhart gets to be Harvey Dent is the same movie with the Joker, and the Joker just overshadows the whole thing. It is a. It is, yeah, it is a. Yeah, I don't like the Christopher Nolan Batman movie. Okay. I, I realize that I am in the minority oh. here. I think Ouch. I think they are three very bad movies with one very good Joker. So what do you not? What do you <laughs> not like about the three of them? Did somebody stab me in the gut. Okay. Um, I think Batman himself, Christian Bale's uh, portrayal of Batman, isn't very good. Um, he makes a great Bruce Wayne in the first two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by the third one, you're like, well, you were clearly Batman. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's one of those, there's a few of those moments in like the lore of Batman's history where you're like, yeah, that guy's Batman. Um, where it's like Batman disappeared at the same time that Bruce Wayne did. It's like, I wonder who Batman was. Um, and it's, it's, I don't know. It's just a lot of like, uh, it's a lot of stuff like that where okay. I, I, I just, and it's, and, and, and Joker and Heath Ledger's Joker is so good. Yeah. That when he's not on screen, there's a vacuum in that movie. And it's okay. just like, <clears throat> I think Michael Caine does a great job. Um, and I think Morgan Freeman does an okay job uh, as Lucius Fox. <laughs> but I think everyone else in those movies 
is hot goddamn garbage. Can you imagine how if you hated the first three, could you imagine they did a fourth one where Joseph Gordon Levitt became <laughs> Batman, Robin, or Batman? Yeah, is Batman still okay. Yeah, he survived somehow by flying the bomb out there. And how did yeah. he get back? And what the shit? And then he's just like, you know what? Gotham can fend for itself now. Yeah, and then he just like, and then he just like mind over mattered a broken back, and then made a super jump, and then somehow ran back from the desert and stopped. Bane from blowing up the city. What the actual dick is that third movie about? Here's what's crazy about that third movie. It is the same plot line as the third Transformers movie. Wait, 100% the same exact is plot. And who's, like, okay, who's Bane in the Transformers movie? Uh, it's fucking um, the shit. I haven't. I, if you ask me to name anyone in the Transformers movies, like by character name, I yeah. would be fucked. Now, than, like, before you make ground. a guess, Boston Tracy Lords is not a Transformer. I swear to God, right. that's He's this not. was all that's all that's all prelude stuff that we didn't talk about <laughs> yes. that we didn't hit record on. <laughs> yes. Oh, but we'll bring it. We have to bring it up at some point. But so but yeah, it's about like this person that you think is the good guy and they're not the good guy. And, and like the heroes from the last movie disappear for years. And then finally they come back because something draw the enemies draw them out. And then the enemies take over an entire city, and then the good guys have to break into the city to stop the bad guys. And then it turns out that someone that you thought was on your side the whole time was the villain the whole time. It's the same exact plot. And I was so goddamn mad watching that movie at midnight. <laughs> Did you scream out, this is this is Transformers 3? Yeah, I, I wish I had. <laughs> but like everybody else in the theater was like so hyped. And I, was, I looked at the person I was with, and I was like, this isn't good, right? And my person so, I was with was like, yeah, this is kind of bad. And I was like, I'm, I'm not insane, right? And then I you... went home and saw everybody on Facebook <laughs> talking about how goddamn great it was. And I was like, did I miss something? I, I think there was there was definitely a uh, emperor's got no clothes on feel because we had we we had invested so much because I, I I actually did like Batman Begins and I liked Dark Knight. Yeah, I liked the first two. And yeah, Dark Knight Rises was hot garbage that we all just were like, oh, that's Tom Hardy. That's a goddamn shitty voice. And that's never going to, we're never going to live that down, it's like, are we? It's like Tenet, where, where, oh boy, he makes it where you can't hear anything. The sound design is garbage in all of his movies. And that's like a, that's not a, <clears throat> what's the fucking saying where it's like, that's not a bug, it's a feature. Mm-hmm. Where it's like apparently he wants that in all of his movies, and I'm like, why, dude? Yeah. Like now he's made some decent movies. Memento was good. I liked Inception, but uh, Inception <laughs> Inception is good the first time you watch it, and then you watch it again, and you're like, this doesn't hold up to anything. Oh, um, mm-hmm. I yeah. liked Insomnia. If you want to go way, deep. oh yeah, no Insomnia is a uh, Insom. You know, Memento came out the same year as Shrek. That. And the reason the I know that is I went to uh, downtown West, which is in uh, for people that don't live around here in Knoxville as our independent theater. Uh, they were showing a sneak peek of Memento that I had won tickets to. And as the movie started, it broke and they said, hey, do you guys want to see our other sneak peek Shrek? So I wandered into the other theater, watched <laughs> Shrek and then got to watch Memento. Question: Did it was Tracy Lord still in porn when it came out? Oh, I swear to God! <laughs> yes, but okay. So, but Hunter, you do think though the Nolan trilogy is better than three and four, right? Of the uh, the original Batman films. Um, 
Batman Forever is my favorite Batman movie. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> now, is Batman Forever the third or the fourth? That's the third one. Third. I okay. think that Val Kilmer is the best all-around person to play a live-action Batman. But he's cross-eyed in the movie. That's, you know what? Don't make fun of people and their and their disabilities. <laughs> um, it let Lance Bass know that one day he could be Batman. But like, um, like I thought he, the problem... he, he does a great job of portraying like suave, debonair Bruce Wayne, and then he does a good job playing Batman. He's the only person that's got both of them right. Do you um, not think Michael Keaton got both right? No, Michael Cre- Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne is a creepy motherfucker. <laughs> And it's like, yeah, of course that dude is Batman. Preach. Preach. Of course that dude was Batman, living that big-ass gothic house with all the weird shit in it. Yeah, that dude's yeah. Batman. Yeah, no, that's true. But no, this was a Tim dude Burton. Dude sleeps upside down with Vicky Vale in the house. So Wait, it's like, does? yeah, he's Batman. I did not even remember that. Um, Which makes me wonder, was that a... Which makes me wonder, was that Tim Burton or was that Michael Keaton? Uh, who knows? That's got to be Tim Burton. Burton does, <laughs> Tim Burton does weird shit. That's when uh, Burton could do no wrong and they were letting him do whatever he wanted. Because he just came off of, like, what, Edward Scissorhands and uh, Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. they were like, you get to do Batman 2 or you get to do Beetlejuice 2? And he was like, well, I'm going to do Batman 2. <sighs> Bad mistake. Um, um, so the Clooney Batman, what do you think of the Clooney Batman? Although no, he's in the worst bad. Batman movie. It's bad. It's bad. It's it's bad. Mm. Do you think it's, it's Clooney that's bad, or just the movie around him? Clooney, look, I don't blame Clooney. It's a bad movie all around. Clooney's a great Bruce Wayne. I think in real life that if Batman existed, he would be he would be George Clooney <laughs> because <laughs> like because you would never suspect that dude because it's like yeah that dude's that dude that dude's like a rich guy that's not helping anybody. And then it's like, oh, wait, you you mean he did a bunch of coffee commercials just so he could buy satellites to take down sex traffickers? What the fuck? That's a real story about George Clooney. Is that really why he did the – are you talking about the coffee commercials with Danny DeVito? Uh, Yeah. He, like, bought – he did all those so he could, like, help fund a satellite to send into space to, like, help track, like, sex traffickers or whatever. Was this, like, the same group that Passion Future was working with? I have no idea. I could be wrong. Someone – someone – like fact check me, but I know it was for like, I know it had something to do with the satellite. <laughs> Since I'm the fact checker tonight, let me go look that That's up. That's pretty yeah. fact awesome. Check, fact check me. So what about the Ben Affleck Batman? Uh, not enough proof of concept. Okay. And like, it's, I, I, I enjoyed him in, in Batman versus Superman. Yeah. And then justice league was fucking trash. Oh, yeah. And then the Snyder cut of him, like, oh, did you watch the Snyder cut? Oh yeah, I watched. I can't do it. It's too long on my attention span. It. If you break it, if you break it up into to episodes, like yeah. it is when you watch it. Like every time a new chapter starts, if you get up and take a break and like walk around, get something to drink, you're fine. But like, I watched it all in one setting, and motherfucker, it's long. I heard. I heard this. this like, my, he... go ahead. My problem with it is, is that it was never going to be that long. So like, when they say it's, oh, it's the Snyder cut, that cut. Even if you, even if the studio had never gotten involved, mm-hmm. you still wouldn't have put out a four-hour movie into theaters. Isn't there a whole scene where some Norwegian people sing a song to Aquaman? Where they like a bunch of a bunch of Norwegian broads want to like fuck uh, <laughs> Aquaman? I don't know why I said broads. So listen, this is what happens. I you're stuck uh, in the 1930s. Yeah, a good <laughs> friend of broads. mine. 
<laughs> a good friend of mine, Carmen Morales, she says broads all the time. Okay. And for, because of that, I, I I say the word broads, and it's like I don't know I don't I never say that word, but I think when you use it in the context of comedy, it's hilarious. Yeah. Talking about a group of women doing something stupid. Um, yeah. Well, it's also one of those words that it it's funnier. It's one of those things like it's funnier the more people know how sexist you aren't. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like when people realize like oh that's not who you are as a person and then you start being like so yeah this broad over here like that it's shitty Andrew it, Dice Clay stuff oh boy yeah like it 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 that that tone shift is is funny in a lot of ways also um how many shirts do we think Aquaman goes through every time he goes in the water he takes his shirt off <laughs> he just throws it on the ground and just swims away he just swims away and that girl's like clutching it sniffing it and I was like look man I'm not knocking it because I would have done the same thing That's a handsome, <laughs> that is a fucking <laughs> handsome man uh, he's got a team of crabs. He's got a team of crabs that uh, scuttle up, grab the shirt, and take it back to his yeah. la- uh, oh, to his laundry. I'm sorry, uh. we need this back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, also, uh. if, the, if the weather doesn't affect him, like, why does he even wear a shirt? If I was that jacked, yeah, I would just not wear shirts. Oh God, no. No, if I walked up to a place okay. and said no shirts, no service, I'd be like, well, I guess you don't get my business. Well, I guess I'll throw a shark at you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so looks like, uh, looks like the satellite satellite Sentinel project for human rights was a co- coalition between George Clooney and Google to put up satellites to keep eyes on the uh, cartoon border. Uh, as he as he says, uh, he said to stop a war before it starts. Trying to keep an eye on like what was going on in that area to keep them to to, to prevent a war from breaking out. Which country? And if, and if stopping a war before it starts don't sound like some Batman shit. Oh yeah, that's some that's some Batman shit right that's there. That's some Minority yeah. Report stuff too. Which um country did you say? Mm-hmm. Oh shit, yeah, it is. Uh, it's it was somewhere along the su- uh, uh, southern Sudan. Okay. That's pretty awesome. Though. Go George of, Clooney. Did a bunch of fucking coffee pod mm-hmm. commercials. That's some Bruce Wayne <laughs> shit. I'm telling you. Yeah. Now, That's motherfucking Batman. I think at this point, like a lot of times the movies he does are just like his passion projects. Because I bet he makes sweet money from the syndication stuff from ER. Oh, at some point he had to because uh, Men Who Stare at Goats and uh, whatever that last weird ass uh Oh, the global he, warming. He was part of a family. I don't. I don't. Know, I didn't see the global warming one, but the one where like his, it was just some weird little indie film about him and his with him and his family. Oh, was it the one where they're in Hawaii? The yeah. Descendants. Yes, the Descendants. Okay. Well, the, the, just the Descendants won an Oscar. Yeah. I. I mean, less uh, weirder shit has won Oscars before. It won, but it won best original it, screenplay because it's written by the Dean. Howard Dean. Oh, that's right. From from, uh, from Community. Oh, uh, Jim Roach. Jim Rash. Rash. Okay, yep, I think that's right. Yeah, he. That's how he got his Oscar. Was it The Descendants? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. My favorite two Clooney movies. Um, the one he did with Jennifer Lopez, Out of Sight, and mm-hmm. uh, Michael Clayton. Man, especially Ocean's that giant 11. fuck you speech he does at the end. Oh, so good. Ocean's Eleven. It's such a goddamn banger of a movie. I can watch Ocean's Eleven once a week for the rest of my life and still love that movie. 
Oh yeah, I'm, anything heist wise, I I'm a fan of. Even those silly uh, catch me. What is that? The um the Woody Harrelson uh, met, uh, wizard movies. Not wizard magician. What are oh, those now two? You, now, uh, you see, oh, now you see it. Yeah. Now you see me. Yeah, even though they get progressively stupider, like the the twist endings <laughs> and everything. Like I'm still trying to figure out if magic is real. <laughs> Right, like the, they end the second one with like magic is real, and then in the second, the, the first one, they end it with like, by the way, magic is real, and then in the second one, they're still doing like illusions and shit, and I'm like, yeah. no, you can do real magic. Yeah. Why are you not doing real magic <laughs> yeah. to take down Harry Potter? It's by the like, way, oh that's god, I forgot that brilliant casting. But oh, that was oh my in god, a movie that is about magic. Radcliffe, yeah. yeah. There's a guy that's had an interesting career since Harry Potter. Oh yeah, that what motherfucker that? does whatever uh, he wants. Yeah. Oh, what was that? What was that uh, post I saw where uh, they wanted they wanted uh, it was supposed to, it was a, it was a crime it was a crime thriller at a convention where oh, the joke where uh, uh, yeah it was Daniel Radcliffe is playing Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood and Elijah, Elijah Wood is playing Daniel Radcliffe. Radcliffe. <laughs> yes. And the, and the plan is for him to kidnap the other person. Yeah. What's the last movie he did where he had guns stuck to his hands? Guns, akimbo. guns akimbo. <laughs> Sam Weaving. I am a huge fan of hers. She, what else has she been in? She uh, she's in Ready or Not. That's what most people. Oh, know. such a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in the new Snake Eye movie. She's playing um, Scarlet in the new Snake Eye movie. Um, but that is that is an actress who understands the assignment every time out. Mm. She fucking <laughs> goes for it, and I appreciate that when people do that. Yeah, and uh, ready or not, I mean, the trailer sold me right away. I like these kind of movies, but it was such a phenomenal movie. Um, I still need to see it. That was the 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 marriage, the wedding. Yep, yep, where they're uh, hunting her uh, through the, uh, through the mansion. F- yeah. Yep. Yeah, that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, weird weird shit like that makes me super happy. Now, Scott got to see one of my favorite movies ever uh, this past Saturday. Boondock Saints? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, oh. That's right, Saints. No. Uh, <laughs> Knives Out. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. Which the cast, uh, they're, they've started announcing the cast for the second one, and it keeps getting bigger and bigger. Like Batista's in it, uh, Leslie Odom Jr., um, I'm blanking on the rest of them, but it's, it's looking on Janelle Monet. Yeah. Uh, Edward Norton. What? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's going to wow. be a banger of a movie. Yeah. I think uh, he's going to start. It better be because Netflix spent half a billion dollars on two movies. Wow. That's so crazy. <laughs> Can you imagine Ryan Johnson had no idea what he was going to do, but he's like, that's too much money to pass up. And now he's like, okay, um, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? Cause oh, he always knew he was going to make more. You don't, you don't yeah. make a movie. Like he, he made a movie about Hercule Poirot, but he did it his own way. And there's yeah. no way you make a movie about a, a detective showing up to stuff and not go, well, I've got some other ideas for this person. Yeah. Like there's, there was no world where there wasn't going to be more. Like if, if Knives Out was a success, there was no world where there wasn't going to be more Benoit Blanc with that yeah. name. For God's sakes, it sounds yeah, like it's a such novel, a good name. You know? And it's something like what Daniel Craig is doing is something that probably doesn't happen anymore, where you go from one successful franchise to basically another one without one of those being like a superhero. Well, I, D- Daniel Craig's actually been doing that for a long time, uh, especially because what was Layer Cake? Such a good is movie. Is still 
Yeah, still a movie that holds up really well. And he just came out. He just like stopped whatever he was doing, went and did layer cake, knocked out of the goddamn park, and then went right back to Bond. Yeah, he just he's had probably the best uh, creative run of any of the actors that are in Bond because he's he's done other projects whilst Bond was happening. And that's one of the reasons why his Bond movies have taken so long to come out because he very much wanted to do other things. Like if you look at like Sean Connery, when he was Bond, almost all he did was Bond movies when he was doing Bond movies. Um, Pierce Brosnan mostly only did Bond movies. Roger Moore mostly only did Bond movies. Um, Timothy Dalton was even when Brosnan stopped being Bond. He's still basically bonded. Well, Roger Moore, if you look at Roger Moore, yeah, uh, he did, he showed up what Cannonball Run, where he's a James Bond spoof, um, and then for the rest of oh, his that's time, right, he basically played like a parody of Roger Moore the person, <laughs> and everything <laughs> Which is else amazing. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And so, like, we're just now getting to a point with Pierce Brosnan's career <clears throat> where he's starting to to branch out and do other things where he's like, you know, playing the villain and stuff like that. And then you have Timothy yeah. Dalton who is having, uh, uh, a, a great a second act. Yeah. 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 Um, but Doom uh, patrol and Penny dreadful, Penny dreadful. I mean, and that kind of started back with, um, uh, like hot, uh, hot fuzz when he was, yep. uh, when he played Skinner and hot fuzz. Yeah. Um, yep. so, so yep. like that kind of, they're, they're, they all kind of eventually get things. I mean, Roger Moore, had had a good career but it, he didn't he didn't ever really escape the shadow of James Bond once he played it. No, he got uh, stuck in like being between two popular bonds too. Mm-hmm. Like uh I think when people think of bonds he's I don't know if he's going to be as forgettable as like George Lazenby, but I uh, think Lazenby's, out of the Lazenby Lazenby nobody remembers Lazenby. <laughs> no. Uh, but I think he's going to be probably out of the major bonds probably people's least favorite because i think his bonds were not that not that good were they his bonds his he had he had a lot of he had he had hits mm. but he sure had misses um the spy who loved me is a <laughs> banger for your eyes only is a banger um he had man with a golden gun that's got christopher lee in it that's a great one. Oh shit am uh, i am i f- taking the bonds out of order did he come I before Chris Bronson? okay yeah 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 it was uh Connery, Lazenby, Connery, then Moore, then uh, Dalton, then Brosnan, now uh, Daniel. Although, okay. Although I found out, I found out something very sad. Um, there's another podcast. Yes, I, I'm sorry to write this to you, uh, Ryan. I'm not uh, listening to that. Another, that's uh, bullshit. That's more of your. But, that's more of your mistakes. Uh, uh, there's a podcast called uh, "From Rewatch with Love." Um, that break went through like all the Bond films during the pandemic, and one of the ones they touched on was like right because like T- Timothy Dalton g- didn't get a full trilogy run, okay, the way that a lot of the others did. Yeah, did he only do two? And he only did two. Yeah, yeah he, he okay. He only did two, <clears throat> and then he took so long off that when he came back, he was like, "All right, I want to, I want to finish it out," and they were like, "Tim." You got to do another. You got to do a whole different trilogy. Otherwise, we can't. You know, we we have to. That's we got to do a whole a whole whole new three movies. And he was like, uh, "Yeah, no, never mind." <laughs> and that's when they got Brosnan. Yeah, and I remember they originally won it bronze uh, beforehand, but Remington still kind of threw that out. out of so whack. that mm. has happened several times over the course of the Bond 
franchise. Um, really? When Connery dipped out after uh, You Only Live Twice, um, and they were going to get a new Bond for uh, Your Majesty's Honor Majesty's Secret Service, um, mm. they wanted Roger Moore. Roger Moore was doing The Saint, I think, at the time, and so he okay. couldn't get off to do that. Mm. So they got George Lazenby, who was an unknown model from Australia, I think. Uh, so then that came out, and then he was like, I'm only doing one, and uh, which was probably <laughs> for the best. And uh, I did the one. So then they got Connery. Fucking nailed it. I think it, it either happened when Connery left or when Lazenby left. They tried to get uh, Roger Moore. Um, but then they brought in Connery again for Diamonds Are Forever. And so then they finally ended it, and they were like, okay, that's done. Uh, we're going to start a new Bond uh, after Connery's done. So then they went uh, to, to get a new person, and they wanted Timothy Dalton to come after Connery. Uh, and Timothy Dalton turned it down because he was too, he said he was too young to take the role. Um, mm. So then the saint or whatever that, that Roger Moore was working on at the time ended. So they gave it to, so Roger Moore accepted the role finally. Uh, and then when Roger Moore left, uh, they wanted Pierce Brosnan. Uh, Pierce Brosnan agreed to the role. They signed on. They announced that he was going to get the role. And then NBC used the press from him getting signed on as James Bond to uh, sign him on for a second season of Remington Steel uh, mm. and therefore negating him being Bond. God, I would be so pissed. So Remington Steel had like an okay first season, but the, the but it was, it hadn't, it hadn't done well. Yeah. Um, so the show was getting canceled. Mm. And so he was like, cool, the show's getting canceled. I'm going to go be James Bond. He signed on to James Bond and NBC was like, Oh, James Bond wants him. Well, I guess we're going to resign. <laughs> we're going to we're going to pick up the show for a second season. Oh and my so, God. because they picked up the show for a second season, he couldn't do James Bond. Uh, oh, I would purposely got, sabotage my show. I would be like the worst. Oh, actor. It was only it was only on for one. It was only on for that second season after that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then God. so then they, that so definitely then sounds they got, like after all that time passed, Timothy Dalton felt like he was the right age to take the role, so they came back to him. Um, and then when he left the role, they got uh, Pierce Brosnan finally. So it's this weird thing of like everyone they wanted, they wanted them one before, but then they all eventually got to play the part. Mm. Now, as far as like the Bond movies go, which actor, well, we won't put George Lazenby in there, which actor has <laughs> the best run of Bonds and which actor has the worst run of Bonds? I mean, just off of like quality, um, Daniel Craig has the best because there's, okay. there's like the the one of his that's that's very not good is Quantum of Solace. Yeah, no, that's and bad. that one is because the writer strike happened. Um, it got it got turned in the an hour before the deadline for the writer strike. The the mm. the writer turned in the script so that they could start working on the film. Um, and it was just like a rough script. He, uh, it was Paul Haggis. Paul Haggis banged out a rough script and then turned it in and was like, here you go. You all, so you all can start on the project while all of the writer strike stuff is happening. And the director knew he didn't have a good script. That's why he leaned so heavily. I know a lot about James Bond movies. He leaned so heavily <laughs> into, into the action sequences of, of Quantum of Solace. That's why there's this great thing that the director did. There's four huge big set pieces in that film. And his idea was to base each one off of one of the four elements. 
So you oh, have okay. the opening car chase sequence that's in a quarry, so that's your Earth. And then there's a big, huge airplane chase sequence, and it's your air. There's a, a boat chase, so there's your water. And then at the end, the final sequence is this huge, big, like, uh, fight chase scene through a hotel that's, like, blowing up and on fire. So he uses all four of the elements. There's these great action set pieces in that film, but uh, it's a bad movie. Um, yeah, it, it was never intended to be a direct sequel to Casino Royale, but that's what they had to do with it because they didn't have a writer to work with the movie. Um, but even then, the set pieces are great. The set pieces are fantastic. But yeah, it, from just from a quality standpoint, Daniel Craig, I think, has had the best uh, run as James Bond. My and- favorite, of course, is Pierce Brosnan because that's who my first Bond was. That's who introduced me into the, se- the series, so that's who I'm going to love the most. Yeah, um, and plus GoldenEye, the video game. Oh my God, GoldenEye is so fucking good. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like I mean, I mean, Die Another Day has its issues. It is a, a weird movie. It is. A, God damn it, cat. It is a. <laughs> You're immortal, a, cat. But yeah, Die Another Day is not a great, not a great James Bond movie. But there's pieces of all the ones leading up to it that were fantastic for me to watch growing up in my formative years. Um, yeah. That I really enjoyed. Yeah, and Die Another Day, well, that was his last one, right? Yes. So formative Hunter probably really enjoyed the Holly Berry uh, swimsuit scene. Her coming out of the water? Yes. The the the, the playoff of Ursula Andress from yes. Dr. No that they again yes. reused in the next James Bond movie with Daniel Craig coming out of the water uh, to show like the, the, the difference. That yeah, this is, a, this is not your daddy's James Bond. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this this James Bond is daddy. Um, <laughs> and the one before that was the one where Denise Richardson was supposed to be a nuclear physicist. Yeah, boy, talk about <laughs> miscasting. Um, I don't think she could even pronounce what she did. She she was uh, her name and her name is Christmas Jones. What the fuck? Well, that's like cute. Doesn't usually Bond do that with some like pussy galore? Like pussy they galore have is like not cute. <laughs> pussy galore. <laughs> Pussy Galore is cute if you think that like getting beat in the face with a sledgehammer by innuendo. Scott, do you think Pussy Galore is cute? Yes. I was like, did we lose him? Actually, I don't. I don't I do don't you think Pussy Galore is cute? <laughs> who the name, the name. is Harvey Dent? Um, yes. Who is Harvey Dent? Who is Pussy Galore? Who, uh, who is John Galt? Um, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, that's super good. Oh, before we go any farther, because I'm going to forget, Scott, you just you, you can you can just step back, Hunter. This is a an ongoing thing that we have on our podcast called Pin Pals. Oh, we have a we have a. Uh, okay, I'm ready. So yes, just to let everybody know, up to this point, Scott is trying to become my brother's best friend. All through this podcast, yeah, all through the podcast, they're going back and forth with tattoo ideas. And yes. uh, Will sent me what he would like the his tattoo eye to be. His uh, tattoo eye is. Okay. He wants the dark okay. tower going up the right side of his back, the gunslinger on Ooh. the left side, and in between a field of roses with the petals oh. opening to show a small sun burning in each one. So that's a very detailed oh, tattoo. very detailed, yes. Okay. I This is straight to Will. I approve of this message. Okay. This is this this I I that is way more epic than my tattoo was going to be. Because yours was just going to be like words, right? 
Well, words and tattoos of the two guns. You're supposed basically uh, so, the George Lazenby of Dark Tower tattoos. <laughs> yeah, it was going to be the opening quote, and then uh, the two guns on each side. So his his, his is definitely much more epic. So we're, now, okay. having said that, I refuse to say that he's a bigger Dark Tower fan, just because his his tattoo is more epic. Okay, I'm not going to concede that point yet. Okay, that, that's to be determined. I don't. This is, sounds like a rocky start to the friendship. If you guys are jealous of each other's love of Dark Tower, I'm not jealous. I'm just saying I'm not going to concede of the fact. Do you have a question for Will to let him show you how much of a Dark Tower fan he is? Well, he already he already agreed to become Blood Brothers. That's that's pretty okay. that's pretty hardcore right there. Uh, Which I'm still not sure about in this pandemic that we should be touching each yeah. other's blood. But you know, you guys I mean, go with God. <laughs> maybe we'll get our antibodies tested first before we maybe you both need at least be vaccinated first is all i'm saying yes yes there we go we'll get oh i have an i have uh, yes i have an idea okay what's your this is, this is your next what's your okay go ahead your this is my camera question. three camera three what? camera three all right will let's get tattoos and vaccinated on the same day together what do you, it what say you will but it takes two weeks well, not to, not to you, shit yeah, on the like, plan here, but yeah. it takes two weeks. No, for the- here, here, here's the thing, though. His his tattoo is going to take more than one session. Here's a here's an idea. Can the gunslinger be Harvey Dent? <laughs> well, where, is Harvey, where is Harvey Dent? It's on his back. All right, so we'll yes. uh, so we'll go to the pen pal. Back to Will and Will. Any questions he has, we'll answer on the next episode. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, have we named this this segment? I think it's just pin ca- pin pal podcast podcast pin, pin pals. Pin pal podcast. Yeah, I like it. And this segment just shows up whenever I remember. It. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I will say this: you do typically remember at some point, so yeah. that, that's a good thing. Speaking of friends, um, has anybody seen the trailer for the Friends reunion? I, no. I've seen that it exists. Chandler is not looking so good. <laughs> It's well towards the end of the season. I think was I think it was towards the end. He wasn't anyway. He was like, no, you know, I'm starting to think that he may all, be he he may have fallen. And this I'm being serious here. This isn't making fun of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he may have fallen off the wagon or been on something because he does not yeah look good. Well, he was. What was it? The last few seasons or something? It was he was definitely addicted to pain pills. Yeah, for, he, it's for a lot of the really second half of the show. He was, yeah. Yeah. A lot of second half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause like it, it hit all the, the tabloids and stuff like that. But I mean, he just, there's a scene where, and for some reason, and this is going to make Boston really want to see it. James Corden is the one who interviews them and they're all on the couch and it seems like he's slurring words. And oh, I mean, it's not old. Really? He's just 51. So, um, and also the girls are aging very well. Okay. Yeah, and Schwimmer and um, you know uh, what's his face, Matthew LeBlanc, they're 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 aging well too. But Chandler, uh, Matthew Perry, it's just I don't know. I'm I'm hoping it's just because the trailer you don't see a lot of it, and I'm hoping it's just the trailer and like maybe just the scenes they caught. But I'm a little nerd. I'm mm. a little worried for him. Yeah, that's sad. Wow, I can't believe I, I just brought down this whole podcast. I know. Yeah. I'm done now, man. Yeah, Boston, give us a topic. Tracy Lords, go. Uh, All right, how I, many? But no, I will say this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I took us down a weird James Bond rabbit hole 
And I was like, that is not what we discussed, what we were going to talk about this episode at all. Well, I was about to talk about James hard. Bond for 30 minutes. But that's, that's how our podcast goes. That's totally yeah, fine. No, that's, that's good. You, you were a surprising fountain of knowledge when it comes to James Bond. Yeah, I I, uh, I know a bit about James Bond movies. There's a really good po- if you if you like podcasts and you want to watch. I feel like we're, James we're Bond advertising movies. way too many different podcasts right now. And I I'm mean, not comfortable. look, this is the thing. <laughs> Welcome to the future. This yeah. is the thing. Um, yeah. If somebody's doing something well, uh, let people know about it, regardless sure. of whether or not they may or may not be, and probably aren't competition. Actually, no, they're, they're done. Their podcast is done. They did they did their run, so it's over. Um, it's a podcast I called like James. It's a this. podcast called James Bonding. Uh, that's and, a pretty good uh, title. Yeah, I like it. The, these two buddies, uh, Matt and Matt, is their names. They get together and uh, they watch the James Bond movies, and they have guests on to talk about them with. And in one episode, uh, Matt's one of the Matt's like wife or girlfriend is one of the guests. It's the Casino Royale episode, and it's one of my single favorite episodes of any podcast ever because these the two women the that are the guests that are on there have never seen any James Bond movie. Huh. And so they oh, wow. both they both have watched Casino Royale and it's like their favorite thing is Casino Royale. Mm. And so they talk about that for an episode and it is fucking hilarious. I was cackling the whole okay. time. That um, sounds good. I like when uh, people that nice. have never been introduced to something big in pop culture are set down and watch something and then like just basically talk about it. It is, yeah, it is a very good episode. I recommend okay. that. that. That episode Speaking in particular of, of James Bonding. Watching something they've never seen, should we tell them what, what you're about to watch this Sunday for the first time? Oh, yeah. Uh, so um, I'm more comfortable now uh, getting out. I've been vaccinated. Um, mm-hmm. And me and Scott and our friend Pam have said, you know, last year we we're going to do this. We we're going to, she has a list of movies she's never seen and we we're going to watch through it. The first one was gross yeah. point blank. And then five days later, the pandemic happened and that threw everything out of whack. Um, so a, year later. a year later, we got together, saw predator. Um, it was my first time seeing predator in probably 30 years. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it'd been a while for super me good, like eighties AF, um, still a good movie. Um, I can't b- believe I forgot all about the fact that there was a, uh, uh, like a like a female in the movie. I forgot all about the whole hostage situation. Oh, I, th- the oh, movie. I did too. Um, oh, I totally did yeah, too. But oh, this yeah, there's Sunday, there's a whole there's a whole like first half of that movie. Yeah, before the predator shows up, and you're like, what is this movie about? Yeah, yeah. because now but, because now that's the thing though because now we all know what that movie was about, right? Yeah, like, yeah, back yeah. Back then, back then you had people had no fucking clue. No, they had no concept no. of what was about to come. They were just like, "Hell yeah, no. uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger action movie." Yeah, and then the then the motherfucking predator shows up, and you're like, "Oh no, no!" This, this... these people that just destroyed a whole village <laughs> trying to funsies. save hostages. Yeah, and, just... and like, <laughs> and like, we're like a goddamn like scourge of the earth fucking up this village. Yes, and then now <laughs> this shadow in the in the jungle is killing all of them. Yep. Like yeah. that is that blew people's minds yeah. in the eighties. There was a literal, there's a literal five minutes of them just blowing the fuck out of this village. Praising boom. Yeah. And like, like first, saying fucking no like eighties. No idea where these hostages are. <laughs> and saying like eighties catchphrases and shit yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I, uh, I now know what my, my line's going to be for, for our next, uh, oh, don't tell us next. Podcast. 
Okay. okay. You can't well, tell us because we got to be we got to be uh, horrified <laughs> like we were earlier. Um, yes. And then then later in the scene and when the movie when they first see the predator and they're trying to shoot at them, then there's like five minutes where they're basically just shooting guns into the into the jungle. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, uh, yes. great movie though. Um, but this sun, yeah, I love the whole thing of the minigun. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, we're we're that getting movie... by something, but let's use all our ammo here. That movie's got yeah. two governors in it. Isn't that crazy? It was, and it not was. only two governors, but <laughs> a man who saved Robert Downey Jr.'s career and probably yeah, his Shane life. Black. Yep. Yeah. Um. So crazy. Uh. But this Sunday, for the first time ever, I'm gonna see The Godfather. Yep. And I'm kind of excited. I, I know the movie. I know I know all the big points of the movie just because of pop culture. Um, but I have never sat down and watched a single Godfather movie. I didn't, neither has uh, our friend Pam. So both it'll be the first time for both of them. Yeah, so um, I'm excited. We're going to try to do all three over time, even though I heard the third one's not so good. Yeah, you don't need to do that. Not, not on point with one, two. For sure. Now, if we do the third, we're probably going to do that director's cut that Ford brought out, Ford Coppola bought out, brought out uh, last year. I think that's the plan. Well, that would be awesome because I've not seen that, so I'm down with that. Yeah, plan. I think it's uh, it's been cut in a way where people are saying it's better than what the original was. It's still not comparable to like not the first and the second great. one, but it's a okay. better film than what was originally put out. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. Yeah. Which I guess a lot of that, like I know his daughter got a lot of, a lot of flack for the third movie. Yeah. I don't remember what the flat. Do you remember what it I was? Think she like, was just a bad actress. Yeah. She's oh, not okay, an actress. Yeah. Okay. And he right. put his daughter in there to be an actress and it didn't turn out well because she's not an actress. Yeah. No, that's weird how that worked out then. <laughs> that happens sometimes. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's Hollywood. That's what they yeah. do. So, Hunter, uh, one thing that we were talking about earlier, because um, you're a teen drama fan, right? You love the teen I dramas? I sure am. I do love me okay. some teen dramas. So, Entertainment Weekly brought out uh, a couple days ago the 50 best teen shows of all time. Yes, I did see that. Yeah. Some of these choices, I guess, were good. Some of them, I'm not even sure I would really consider them. Like when I think teen dramas, I think like what 90210 stuff like that. But I think, well, I mean, especially the problem with 90210 is that it was on for like 15 years, right? So like, it, it, while it mm-hmm. might have started as a teen drama, they're like by the time it ends, they're like full on adults and they were right? already adults when oh, yeah. they started the show yeah they were they were, oh, they, yeah, were well, yeah, they were like the 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 cw reboot of, of well i should say so beverly hills 90210 the original one full name yeah yeah, yeah then it gets a, a, a sequel series uh called 90210 um that came on the cw with a whole new like young cast and then like some of the older people oh so it's, it's had some legacy characters <laughs> yeah uh Jenny Jenny Garth was in it. I think uh, Shannon Doherty shows up for like an episode, and mm-hmm. uh, Tori Spelling shows up for like one or two episodes. But that's in like the first and like the first season they show up to like connect the shows um, in 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 history. But that one was on for like four seasons, and like by the time they get to college, they're like, "All right, let's end this." Um, whereas nine hundred two, the original nine hundred two one zero was on forever. Yeah. The thing I remember the most about when 90210 first started is the episodes where they took summer jobs. 
and they aired them during the summer. I was so excited for those because that's typically when you wouldn't have, you know, new shows during the summer. It would all just be like a, a waste yeah. barren land. And they did a whole, what, just like six or seven episodes where they were all working at a beach. Wasn't that, wasn't that Saved by the Bell? <laughs> Wait, it was Saved by the Bell, but wasn't it also Beverly Hills? Am I, I wrong? Man, I, you, I don't know. Oh my God. I, I don't know. I was Tracy Lords working at the beach? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God. I remember the, uh, the Saved by the Bell, but I don't remember the, the 90210 oh, stuff, but maybe you're now right. Boston has me, damn it. I'm going to look. <laughs> uh, talk about 90210 while I look something up. <laughs> don't worry. Well, I won't twist the knife. Back how they had summer jobs and we had episodes about it i'm googling dino 210 summer jobs <laughs> and i'm getting um what would be your beverly hills 90210 summer job <laughs> <laughs> so that's fun no yeah, here it goes brandon beach. returns to work for the summer at the beverly hills beach Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. I, I did not <laughs> yeah, get Tracy Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you did not get Tracy Lord. <laughs> yeah. That's all. Yeah. And that was one of those things where, like, because when they first started the show, Luke Perry was almost thirty already, wasn't he? Oh, he was up there. Yeah. Yeah, and that's always, I guess, the problem when they have shows where they're going to be start them in high school. Is if the show does well, you have to then start figuring out which college they're going to go to. Why are they all going to the same college? Um, mm -hmm. And it, it becomes like, um, like I can be honest here. I watched every single episode of Glee, um, mm -hmm. even the, even the bad seasons. And, and Ooh. some people say, well, weren't they all bad, but no, the first few years before they graduated high school, I thought those were decent, but then Glee, Glee was a goddamn cultural juggernaut. The first two years that that thing came out. It, yep was monstrous it was everywhere yeah. um it was the show that they aired after the super bowl it like it yeah. was huge um, covers did were bigger than the original songs by the original artists in some cases yeah. it was a massive massive show and i loved it and then they went to college <sighs> they went to college they brought stopped in loving it <laughs> Yes. Did you did you uh, hate watch it though? No, I I won't hate watch a show. I, oh, okay. I watch too many shows to hate watch a show. If a show loses mm. me, I I just quit. I quit. Really? I, yeah. I've been. I uh, still haven't finished Supernatural. Um, oh, you're about to make Scott really mad. <laughs> I might have to jump off the podcast. Shit gets bad. Um, <laughs> And then they do their best to try to fix it, and they just don't. Um, and uh, I never Be finished nice. Supernatural. He's our, he's our guest, Scott. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. I tried to finish Smallville. Couldn't finish Smallville. Uh, is uh, yeah, just a, a lot of if if Game of Thrones had gone on for another year, I don't know if I'd have finished it. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, most people were hate watching that final couple of episodes. Yeah, which I think was like a year ago today. Was the finale? Yeah. No, two that years was, ago today. Yeah, two years. Yeah. Uh, it was so sad because, like, the first, a uh, second episode of that last season, the night before the big epic, what was supposed to be the big epic battle, that was such a good episode. Just it was almost like a bottle episode. Just everybody in the, the castle. The last good episode. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the battle episode happens, and you know why they 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 have it at night, mainly because of the budget budget reasons. But people started complaining that they couldn't see what was going on on the screen. Um, and then Arya is the one that kills the Night King, and it's like, then what was the whole purpose with everything that Jon Snow had done? Yeah, it just it was like they didn't yeah, it's like it was... they didn't have a. It's like they had a plan. They did that fucking wrestling bullshit where they're like, "Lol, swerve," and it's like. <laughs> No, yeah. that's not the you didn't get us. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't like yeah. a good because early in in Game of Thrones, everybody liked the fucking random swerves, right? Where it's like, oh shit! And then now you think that fucking Rob Stark is going to become the the king of the North, and then J.K. Yep. Red Wedding, and it's like, oh, that's the stuff that we like, right? But if you've built an entire fucking show, eight seasons of a show for this purpose and then at the last minute you're like jk swerve and it's like why then why did i watch eight seasons of this show yeah the worst part for me was jamie lannister because i'm a big redemption i love redemption arcs and what they did to him to lead him all the way to the redemption He's he's got he's got um he's got his his lady you know it's peaceful and then just out of nowhere he goes oh yeah I'm gonna go back and hang out with my sister again eight seasons yeah yeah what was yeah. it for it was and, yeah. and they were building that up every every the whole yeah time. every year was focused on and there's that great scene near I think the third or fourth season where Lannister is back I think it's like right after his son dies but by the way whenever Lannister leaves to go somewhere one of his kids dies but Lannister is in the <laughs> uh, is in the sauna talking about the mad king and I'm like this is fantastic this character arc is so great and then they just drop the ball so bad um now I know and then Boston, they turn then they turn Brienne of Tarth into like a crying yeah. Like love stricken woman. It's like, no, don't leave me. And it's like <laughs> eight seasons. What was it for? Yeah, and then now the the hill the hill turn by Daenerys, that didn't bother me as much because they kinda hinted a lot in the season they, before. They touch, a lot. They t- well they they touch on it throughout the whole show. That she would that you know that mm-hmm. she would go mad and then like the what was it the season before? Where she tortures that poor farmer for no reason. She has well, the dragons kill the farm, uh, kill the surrendering army. Well, again, they. It's not. Uh, no, Boston. She didn't go. Let's set this she up. didn't Boston go mad. Is okay with the last season, right? I yeah, I had no problems with okay. it. The especially because yeah, she didn't go mad. She was a. She was a. She was the Punisher. Everyone was rooting for her because she kept murdering all the bad people. But no one ever actually stopped to be like, hey, maybe you shouldn't just slaughter all your enemies. Correct. Because then when it comes down to, oh, your enemies aren't completely horrible, she still slaughters them all. And everyone's like, oh, I can't believe it. No, she, she she did nothing different. I disagree, yeah, though. Again, I don't think I, the Daenerys that burns that whole city down is the same Daenerys that um, frees the people in the earlier season. It isn't. It isn't because she lost all of the things all of the people that kept her in check. Yep. And how many dragons? Mm, had, oh, yeah, sure. right. all, were all, really they were all point. killed within the span of a week. All of her like advisors were all like the, the, the was um, the spider. The Sunday was fucking yeah. killed, uh, yep. was beheaded right in front of her. 
uh, fucking. And all the one that was left really was Tyrion, right? Uh, of her advisors. It, well, and Tyrion wasn't. Re- you know, she never really listened to Tyrion anyway. She wasn't trusting him anyway because yeah. he was a Lannister. Um, right, right. Fucking uh, Lord uh, Lord Friendzone. What was his name? <laughs> oh, that dies. Um, and he's the, he gets killed in the um. He's the big death from the 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 dark battle, right? Yeah. In episode three, long night. Yeah, yeah. He gets killed, right? She trusts him ex- explicitly. Um, Lord Friendzone. That's the best name ever, by the way. Um, so and so, good. like, she, within a week, she loses all these people, and then Jon Snow won't fuck her. Uh, <laughs> and, and so, she finds like, out that well, who Snow is. Yeah, and yeah, so he, she, he's more of a he's more of an heir to the line than she there's, is. There's no one there mm-hmm. to temper that, so it makes perfect sense that she like that. I don't have a problem with that. The problem is that the timeline is sped up to her exploding. Like mm. it makes perfect sense that she does what she does. No, the, everyone I will else, admit the pacing the pacing was garbage. Yeah. And like yeah, they, oh yeah, they, for sure. they it's terrible. So all of that makes sense. That all checks out for me. Because they've built to that for eight seasons. That was what they were building to for eight seasons. If you go back and watch eight seasons of that show, she was always gonna burn down that city. But then you go and you watch eight seasons of fucking Jon Snow going and getting killed and then coming back and then oh it's gonna kill we're gonna kill the night and then jk aria there's aria yeah and, but and then but then aria does it by just running up and stabbing him and it's like well then why did she train to steal people's faces she never used that again after she killed yeah that would be cool she did from like, harry potter yeah just yeah. like uh, one of the one of the night king's uh, ice guardians going hey what's up night king and then just stabs him like wh- why yeah. Why did she do that? What yeah. was the purpose of that? Two, those was that was like two seasons that she was there, fucking being blind and stealing people's faces, and then killing that awful person that I hated <laughs> so very, very much. But like, what was it? Mm. That's I just gonna keep yelling. What was it all for? Yeah, and that's the biggest problem. Like that last episode. I mean, I I think I was I was definitely hate watching it. When and Bran Stark is the fucking king. <laughs> He yeah. has the best story. There was a season where he wasn't even in the show and no one no. cared. No. Tell and me I, he's got yeah. the best story. Eat a and, dick. Yeah. And I was like, okay, no, I can't see Sansa being okay with this. Cause at this point, if you're going to put anybody as the, on the, on the throne at the end, that wasn't going to be Daenerys. It should have been Sansa. Story-wise that works perfectly for what she, ha- what she, she dealt always with. wanted to be queen. Yeah, she, had she, to love she didn't want to be queen, really. Yeah, so that Sons she could become man. queen. Yeah, I think the ending, the only the only story I thought, okay, this was kind of cool, is an Arya goes off to be a pirate. Yeah. For, for, for me, I think I think Sansa not being queen works for me because okay. she spends the whole early seasons being like ashamed of her family and where she comes from. Yeah, and and. Like she couldn't have been happier to get out of Winterfell when the show started. Um, yeah. And then at the end, she's like, no, this is my home. These are my people. I will. I don't give a fuck about King's Landing. I care about the North. Um, yeah. I appreciate that story that they told with her. They told it in a horrible way that involved far, far, <laughs> far, far, far too much rape. Too much rape. Um, I mean, yeah, but but damn, that show was good at making villains. 
I mean, uh, any I, villains, villains are easy. Heroes are hard. Um, they did get it both. I think they, they did. Yes. For a while. And then they yeah. weren't. Um, do you think a lot of that thing, was just this interest like, from the creators? Yeah, definitely. They wanted to go on and do that horrible show that HBO thankfully canceled. Thank God. Um, where the the South wins the Civil War. It's yeah, like, they were going to do an alternate history. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. I don't want to watch uh, it. I totally forgot, I totally forgot it. was going to be called Confederacy? Confederate, yeah. Confederate, Confederate or Confederacy or something like that. Yep, and that and was going like, to be the nope, whole I don't want to watch that. That's the, Why would I? That's That's fucking just trauma every single week why would we watch that yeah no um, it's uh do you think how because people turned on game of thrones uh i try not to think yeah they they turned on it pretty hard do you think that the um that it's going to be the franchise that hbo is hoping it's going to be with the what are they doing two prequels the prequel series about the the targaryens yeah they turned on it like dane cook like one year they loved dane cook that summer and then they just basically turned on him that's what people did with Game of Thrones. So, um, I, uh, I look, Game HBO is fine. A, HBO will be fine. Oh no, they're going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. But like, I, I mean, I'll watch that new show. Um, I mean, what Matt Smith's in it, so I, I'll watch. But it's it. But it's not going to be the that. culture phenomenon. That no, God no, it's never no, going to be that again. No, it can't it can't no. be that again? They've ruined themselves. They basically. They removed themselves from the cultural zeitgeist because that last season was so bad. Yep. Like it was everywhere you went. And then that last season was so bad that people don't talk. about. I'm surprised that we're talking about it now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's I, also because it's so, it's, I mean, we are, we are striking while the anvil's cold. Yeah. We like, I, I just rarely, King. this is what's crazy. I rarely have these discussions. That's why I'm so like, that's why I'm like getting everything out right now. Because yeah. I rarely talk about Game of Thrones. I have no idea when you're next to be able to talk about Game yeah, of Thrones. Yeah, I don't know, because no one no one talks about Game of Thrones. It's that fucking, no. uh, what's that that goddamn, that Jim Gaffigan joke where it's like, uh, I saw heat. Uh, it's like, <laughs> like 30 years ago. It's like, oh, I want to talk about it now. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime somebody says, mentions Robert De Niro or Al Pacino, you're, you're ready to, please yeah. God, let this be the day that I get to talk about heat again. I, oh, I mean, there, there, are, there are a lot of... Uh, any, any chance I get to rant about Borderlands 2, I take, you know, yeah. any chance. It's, it, I, I, I get a lot of people come, I'm, I get a surprising amount of people coming to the, the, to the bar. Um, it used to be like just out in the world before, but in the bar that see my Borderlands tattoo. And they're like, is that a, is that a <laughs> Vault Hunter symbol? And I was like, huh, well, more people know about this than I thought. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Um, someday, someday I'll actually get a chance to play three. Is that, it, they still haven't patched that? Yeah, it's uh, oh I've God. I've been taking my time through it because Teague and I always played it together, my buddy Teague, um, mm-hmm. and uh, we we play online, um, and we just haven't been able to get our schedules to sync up to be able to play. It is a massive yeah. Thing. We the next the next yeah. time it's on the next time it's on some big super sale on Steam, I'll probably go ahead and buy two or three copies of it just so we can finally start yeah catching up on it. But yeah, no the. I'm I'm still I'm still just pissy over the the couch the couch co like just shitty uh fucking split screen. That's insane. That what well, what also is, it's great too because uh the guy who got the guy who I got into it about when that came when that dropped and I was like why you literally had it in the handsome collection it was right there that you, you you didn't it was right there 
you, you barely actually have to get updated the game anyway. So why didn't you just keep the split screen from Handsome Collection? And my buddy, uh, uh, my buddy at the time was like, "Oh, I can't, your couch co-op's dead, man. Couch co-op's dead." And now, after the pandemic and all this other stuff, there are so many couch co-op games that have exploded. Yep. Uh, or uh, two-player games like uh, what it takes yeah, two, which is actually doing uh, sales-wise really, really good. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think yeah. I think it might have been a, a cash grab of like, we don't want people playing one copy of the game on their couch. Mm-hmm. We want several people playing across the internet. Uh, you're separate, probably not wrong. <laughs> you're probably not wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I think that has to be a lot to do. Except Microsoft seems to be more. Well, because everything they do with the Game Pass, it seems like they're maybe just not as concerned about the game sales as much anymore. I think they're basically like Netflix, aren't hey. they? They are basically Netflix for games. They they really could care less what you play. I don't think they even care if you buy a new Xbox. It's, uh, they, they just want they just want people on their Game Pass. Well, if you yeah. also you also have to look at, at at the games that they release, right? Like on on day one Game Pass, right? Like mm-hmm. um, Gears of War. That's one of theirs. So yeah. like mm-hmm. it doesn't really bother them to to put it out there on that system. Um, it. Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds, you're right. So like, but then Resident Evil, so like almost all the Resident Evil game, or Resident Evil 7's on Game Pass, but then Resident Evil Village, oh, you're going to have to buy that one. We let you play 7 for free. Yeah, yeah, But you yeah. got to buy the new one. So so they they could definitely, if you bought like the Game Pass, like Ultimate Membership or whatever, they could put plenty of stuff on there, but they're only going to put certain things on there to make you be like, uh, okay, they, now, yeah, now I want to buy the thing. And they might be leading that way. I know Resident Evil has some... Does it have some kind of exclusivity with Sony? Um, mm, not not since... Not since 5. Okay, but like Outriders uh, is a multi-platform, and that was first day on the Xbox Game Pass. And so was um, Sony's um, MLB game. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. yeah. So I think they're going in that direction, which is phenomenal. But you're right. If it wasn't, if it was just Microsoft's first party games that launched, that wouldn't be a big selling point because Microsoft's first party games aren't that good. Um, <laughs> Not very many. Yeah. But the amount of stuff you can play is just insane. Yeah. Aren't you, aren't you, I, yeah. Can, I, I, uh, I have. Um, GameFly for okay. for other things that I because video rental stuff doesn't exist and so I I'm very big for like <laughs> I get a game I beat it and then I kind of don't ever play them again um, I'm one of those people same um, so like I for for Game Pass I can use all kinds of shit on I get a thing on Game Pass beat it move on but then like if a new Assassin's Creed comes out I'll go I'll get that on GameFly and get them to send it to me and then I'll play that forever instead of going and checking it out at like a red box or something like that. I don't think they do that anymore, but like yeah. I would rent, I would rent stuff from, from red box Some of them still do. and fuck off and, and forget <clears throat> to take it back and then get hit with some ungodly fee. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're um, red box. will go, Oh, I guess you want to keep this game. Let's give I us $80 it forever now. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. like, look, I'll pay, I'll pay 16 bucks a month from Gamefly, And that's still cheaper than me forgetting to take back mass effect Andromeda. Oh Jesus! Mm. That would make me mad if I paid anything for that game. 
Uh, did you get <laughs> Did you get hit with the full price for that? Almost. Oh my god! Like at that point, oh, I should have yeah. just kept it. But um, yeah. my favorite Mass Effect Andromeda story is this. So I did not know that at the beginning you were designing yourself and your twin. I did oh. not know that that. So when you when you start the game, you you, you do two, you do two character um, creations. You, you create yourself, and then you create your twin. Okay. Um, depending on which gender you choose to play as. Um, so I made myself uh, look like Hunter Roberts, but 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 buff. Um, <laughs> and then I make the the female character. Uh, and I didn't know it was supposed to be my twin. So I made like this super hot, like black chick with a neck tattoo and cornrows. And I was like, and then it was like, and that's your twin. And I was like, huh, well, uh, genetics has right. yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah, this is like some kind of Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito twin situation here. Yeah. Um, it's a just gorgeous black girl, and I was like, that's apparently my twin, I guess. Um, and it was like your twin sister, and I was like, she's my what now? <laughs> that's hysterical. I do think the uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition they just brought out is probably the smartest move Bioware has made in a long time, because I think this might rehabilitate them in the eyes of the gamers. Yeah. I didn't didn't dislike Andromeda. It's a buggy, glitchy piece of shit, but... And and everybody's hands did weird things? That was the thing I kept noticing. Wait, what? The the hands hands did weird stuff on Andromeda. Uh, Some of the the facial facial features did, too. Like nobody's so hands could yeah, there was... ripping things and randomly they would just do like that Will, Will, Will Ferrell oh, no. fucking uh, yeah, there was some, I don't know there what was... to do with my hands oh no uh, what was there, there's a, I, found a, I found a whole video that broke down like what happened but it had a lot to do with them not like with rush production and not getting like the, effectively everything that was supposed to be rendered in 4k wasn't and then when it got boosted it sped up and shit, and it was, it was, it was a comedy of errors. Oh God, that's embarrassing. And I'm sure the internet just let them go by. Like they, the internet probably didn't bring it to anybody's attention. No, they're super internet, super chill and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, they were super chill. Yeah, and then what was the game they brought out after, um, after the fourth Mass Effect that just completely flopped? It was like uh, it was like a it was a massive online game. Mm. Anthem. Anthem. Uh, oh Anthem. yes. Oh my god, that majorly flopped. I heard like originally when yeah. you first go in it, the world was very sparse. Like there wasn't a lot of stuff to even do in the world. I played like I think I played like a beta version of it or something. I was bored as hell in that game. I've technically I got it on Game Pass right now. I should go try. <laughs> oh god, is um. But I kind of wonder, because it seems like so far, the internet has been taking well to Mass Effect Legendary. Uh, I saw something where somebody was talking about their friend worked on one of the Mass Effects. Um, and during the making the game and everything, they transitioned. Um, and when the game came out the first time, uh, you know, it, it had it had the person's oh, dead name. Um but now that they brought out this new one, the person has no longer works for Bioware. hasn't worked for Bioware for years. But when they brought the game out this time, they did use the person's correct oh, name. Real name. Yeah, yeah, their real name, which I think is awesome. It's like little little things like that are are great that they're doing. 
but it does seem like the internet as a whole is being excited about this because I think they also did quality of life Good. changes to the to the three games too. They did, especially especially one uh, because like two and three were a lot more updated uh, with how the game worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, they changed a lot with one from what I, what I was reading about. Yeah, like it's supposed to kind of have more of the kind of gun play that was in the second and third one, right? Yeah, that first one, because I was a compl- like, everybody was like, you can just um, skip one and do that thing where you answer a bunch of questions. Yeah, which is what one. I did. Um, yeah. I didn't do that. I was like, I'll play the first one. And I uh, regretted it. Uh, it is <laughs> it is a it is a clunky ass game. Well, uh, did I ever tell you, did I ever tell you, um, we was it? My buddy, my buddy played through the entirety of the game, and I came over when he was uh, about to make, fight the final, the final fight. And it was during the final fight that he goes in to his, uh, what is it, psyops or your, what's your, what's your not magic? Oh, uh, oh shit! What do they call it? I can't think of it. Ah, uh, yes, it's been so long since I played it. Uh, oh, your, your psionics or whatever. Yeah. He goes into the Sonics menu, and it was right there at the final fight that he realized he could turn and aim. No, in that mode, yeah. Oh, he he had spent the entire game like turning oh, himself man. to where he wanted to aim, oh then going into the menu and activating the ability. Holy shit! He Damn. almost weeped tears. He was he he cried, like oh he just God. he broke down, and I was like, this could have. This game could have been so much easier. That's insane. <laughs> My experience with Mass Effect 2 was like one of those 80s uh, sex romps where the whole game, I was just Go trying on. to have sex. Like I was seducing <laughs> everybody on that damn ship because I wanted that achievement. <laughs> and I finally got laid right before the final act. Like we were literally no. about to do the final uh, attack when I yeah. finally broke somebody down enough to give me sex. That's, uh, the whole time. That's a, boy, that's a real interesting way of phrasing that. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I sound like the beginning Keaton's, of every great love story. Yeah, I sound I, like uh, Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne. Just a yeah. creep. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but I tried. I was like wooing everybody, giving them whatever they wanted. And it just wasn't happening. I was like, my my shepherd looks attractive. He's a great guy. He saved tons of people by now. <laughs> That's not what it's about. Okay, it's not it's sex. Not about isn't, getting sex, a sex isn't a meritocracy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was the name of our episode, Boston. <laughs> yeah, jotting that down right yes, now. Yes, please do. I'm jotting that down right okay. now. It was going to be Harvey Dent, but it's got to be. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, no, but um, but no, I think that maybe because there is a great universe that Bioware has there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And but no, and, and, I and think they, they do a good job of playing with like morally gray areas. You know, like I mean, even That's the even the correct true. like even the good ending. Um, you still like fuck over like half your crew. Right, like, yeah. I mean, like you, you still fuck over. There's, there's uh, artificial intelligence in your crew, and you've that that mm-hmm. one of your crew members is in love with. And if you do the yeah. ending that you like, the canonical ending, 
you fucking destroy the love of Joker's life. <laughs> Do you think that's the reason why people turn? Because that's what made people turn on the third one, right? Is the ending? Yeah, the ending is well. There's there's no there's no. I don't think that well, there's. A, I, I don't think there's a way to end that series in a way that 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 appeases people. And then they like put out the DLC to like give it a different ending. But but. Yeah. Well, as I as I remember, the the issue was that it in in the original release, it didn't matter what you did. It, there was no, there was only one ending. It didn't matter yeah. how you had played I, the entire time. Yeah, that's that's how I remember too. Like, I, like I, all the proposed choices make no difference. I remember there being three. I, like I, you still like fly off to a planet, and like everything's okay. <clears> I remember, but like there's three choices. One of them is like the wrong choice. Where clearly it does like you join the bad guy and rule the universe, and then there's another one <laughs> where like, but then but then after that like the, the two good choices are are very similar endings, but in one of them like you 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 kill off all AI in the in the galaxy or something like that. Oh, it's been a minute since yeah. I've played it. Um, yeah, but like it, it, it's a it's a there wasn't going to be a good ending for people. You know what I'm saying? That, that, yeah, that, which, that, that game does a very good job of 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 morally gray areas. Which is which is why I do I do wish that more games. I, mean, I wish more games would do. If you're if you're doing a series, there it's easier to to get away with doing that huge overarching thing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like like movies and games, you really just need to. Each one needs to be self-contained. It may you might be able to reference the past game, yeah. but it needs to be self-contained to a point where you don't have that like it's been building up for three games which what that was a total of like almost 12 years sometimes it works time. though because like last of us one to two i think if it was a self-contained no, no, game I'm, without, still at, I'm still at no spoilers on last of we're us. not oh yeah no no don't you worry i don't know why i'm treating you like you're a baby don't you worry honey i'm not going to spoil <laughs> the game for you um but if you didn't no spoil you if you didn't do if you didn't experience the stuff from one, two would not work. So two, I don't think. I don't think. I think it works better this way without two being like a self-contained story. I think moving the story forward uh, from one to two, I think that helps. That makes a tremendous impact on the game, in my in my opinion. Um, I mean, you can. I think you could play any of the Borderlands games individually and have a good. Is time. there an arcing story in those? Oh hell yeah, there is. Uh, I mean, yeah, they okay. bring back. Yeah. They bring back the, the the characters that you play in the first one yeah. are they become like main character NPCs in the rest of them. And so obviously wa- there's gonna be some stuff that's not gonna hit you on an emotional level in the second one, right? Um certain characters well, let's, die let's... in the second one and that's not gonna mean I don't to you. I don't understand how Sorry, That's this not is a Boston. Fine. Everything's fine. You, you've, you've hit a Boston landmine, Boston. Maybe they removed. Maybe they no. removed their file from the new U when they weren't vault hunting anymore. All you, all it, then, then all they had to do was say that at any point in the goddamn game. Maybe it was just in one say of the that. comics. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but like, Anthony Birch has me blocked on Twitter still. <laughs> Wait, who does? The, the head, the head writer from Borderlands he Two. Blocked you on I, Twitter. <laughs> I kept because I kept harassing him when I was like, "How is Roland dead?" And that's fucking awesome. Well, there goes one guest we can't get on our show. Yeah, um, <laughs> but like, 
but you can play any of those games and be fine yeah. with the story. But like, obviously, there'll be certain emotional beats that won't play out as well. If you've not played any of the games, mm-hmm. then like the way things go in the pre-sequel aren't going to mean much to you because all of the characters that you're playing in the pre-sequel mm-hmm. have appeared in the games before. Um, and mm-hmm. so you get to watch them. Uh, in feels- fact, we're... Most of them were villains yeah. in the game before. So you yeah. get to watch, you don't play you get to watch how they eventually become what they become in those games, um, particularly with the, the the cyborg character. As you can well, as you as you continue to level up, his voice gets more and more uh, digitized and robotic. And so, like by the time you oh, fight him, cool. by the time you fight him in Borderlands Two, he's like a full on fucking like cyborg robot hmm. character. Mm-hmm. And but when you start the Which game, I, he's just got like a normal fucking person voice, um, and so it's it's very neat to to watch that happen. But you, so you you wouldn't appreciate that if you hadn't played all the games leading up to it. But you can still pretty, play that. Also, I, you can still play that oh, game by itself, too. and 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 still enjoy that moment. But you won't enjoy it as much. That's pretty cool. Um, one series I'm glad well, if, you don't need to, if you don't play the first one, Ryan, you, you uh miss out on, on fighting the giant vagina. Wait, what? This is true though. There's a yeah, there's fight. a fight there's a there, the fighting vaginas is the, the name final, of it. The Should be the name of the boss. air squadron. Um the fighting boss is basically a giant vagina. No no joke. Really? It's a I mean it's yeah. it's a giant tentacled Cthulian monster. So yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, it looks like a giant the, all of the vault, it looks like yeah. a giant vagina with eyes. All of the vault guardians are, yes. are all very interesting huh. lovecraft yeah like, right right okay so as you're playing it you're like i'm fighting the damn vagina here no so if you're playing play. it you're <laughs> screaming because you've run out of ammo oh of course well and you're just fair. like that's hurling that's whatever you have at this thing <laughs> yeah. Although, uh, alone, vagina so since i i have recently i have recently migrated all the files from my old computer to my new computer oh. And I'm going to start. I, I've I've got the time to start working on sagas and shenanigans again. Nice. So I can actually, you know, upload the other 21 episodes. Uh, do Do you want to do you want to do you want a spoiler? Do you want you want a spoiler for my my stupid D and D game? Let's do it. Not a stupid D and D game. It's an amazing D and D game. The uh, the final the final fight, not in this season, but in season two. I'm straight. I'm straight up jab, ripping off of Borderlands two. Okay. Well, it's the guard. It's the guardian fight. <laughs> Oh, okay, shit. that's amazing. <laughs> now, have you actually um, recorded that yet? Because I know you guys recorded a ton of sessions. Uh, not season two. We, we finished season one, okay. and we we then had to kind of break apart for reasons. And so I'm, I'm hoping to get the I'm hoping to get everything edited and up, and then I'm going to be like, all right, guys, I may have found some funding, and so let's uh, let's do season two. You ready? Let's go. Come on, come back to me, my friends. I'm sure. Oh, they different will because I know like. Uh, They've been uh, chomping at the bit to get back into that. Yeah. Yeah. So you know. Especially I want I want Trey I want Trachilis back. Everyone wants Trachilis back. <laughs> uh, that's 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 amazing. Anywho, the series I'm glad they've kind of dropped a lot of their um, story that would go from game to game was the Assassin's Creed games because they got Just to the, the point where I think the modern day stuff is just silly and you don't even care about that. That I see. I'm one of those people that wants to know everything that that is supposed to be happening in okay. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Like, so I I like oh. those moments when you leave the Animus, 
Okay. Uh, See, I, I agree. I always like the out of the out of the animus uh, storyline stuff. I always have. But how far did you yeah, play you... into it? Oh, I'm I'm uh, I've played all of them. Go ahead. I know you have hundred, but what have you played I, up to, Scott? I've only played it to like I think Black Flag, the Desmond stuff, right? Like basically up to the mom, the end of Desmond. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Think, so are you talking after that? Yeah, I think that's when it starts. In my opinion, it starts to fall apart and it becomes annoying. Okay. But you, well, because there's not really, um, you're you're a you're a for like three games, you're like a faceless person. Yeah. Um, that's that's exploring outside of the animus, and there's not really a character that you are. Um, yeah. And then when they basically when they like rebooted the series, yeah. Um, with uh, with Origins, yep. They create a new um, outside of the animus protagonist. Yeah. What's her name? I cannot remember her name for the life of me. Okay. But yeah. she does, does, does it work different than the old games did when you were in the outside of the animus world? No, it's it's, very, it's more limited. It's yeah, it's very it limited. Is. You don't. You, I, I wish there was more stuff for you to do outside of the animus. You're basically you, reading emails and walking around in a cave. And you yeah, and you can still do like climbing around and stuff. <laughs> and then the the DLC for um for uh, Odyssey, you get to do some stuff as you, especially like when you're trying to go to atlantis so when you're like explaining all of the stuff of you um breaking into like the temple and going to atlantis there's a lot of stuff with that but uh yeah when they when they create a new protagonist for outside of the animus it, when they mm-hmm. the system, right. everything everything got a little bit better on the outside of the world but before okay. it was like that weird like first person yeah you're outside of the animus and you're just like walking around outside of the animus first person uh, yeah. That was weird, and it would. It, it, I, I didn't have any. You didn't have any personal connection to it because yeah. you weren't relating to a character. Um, yeah. But then they they eventually fixed that when they rebooted, the, well, the soft reboot of the system. Yeah. Of, of and the that's series. that's one of the things I'm, I was kind of surprised when they did the soft reboot with Origin that they did keep the modern day stuff. Well, um, there has to be a reason to do by, it. You know what I'm saying? Because they they created. The, the world of Assassin's Creed, right? And so that there yeah. had to be a there had to be a, a, a through line connecting everything. And this idea of the animus and people, but then it's like, but then why would the people constantly be going into the animus to do this stuff? So you you have to create n- new reasons for it to happen. So I appreciate that they kept that because otherwise it's just like why would the game exist? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, no, that's true. Have you played any of Valhalla yet? Yes, it is a massive game. <laughs> that's what I heard. Like Valhalla uh, and Odyssey are too goddamn big. They're they're they're, they're yeah. too big. They're too big. Valhalla's um, bigger than Odyssey too, right? Yeah, which doesn't make sense because no, it on, doesn't. You're on one island. Um, Jesus. You're you're on you're you're in the United Kingdom, and that's it. When Odyssey was like the entirety of ancient Greece, yeah, and it took forever to get from. Did you actually beat it? Yes. Did you? I beat I beat it, uh, and then I beat the the Atlantis DLC because I wanted to do that one. Okay. Um, How far are you into Valhalla? Like how many hours? I uh, several. I don't. I I haven't looked at it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I I it's one of those things where it's like I took I'll take a month break from a game that I, I put a lot of time and effort into at the beginning of quarantine. Yeah. Um, 
but it's yeah, it's a it is a an utterly massive game. And my problem is like I'm at like level fuck. I wish it was called that. I wish yeah, it was level, level fuck. Fuck. Level fuck. Yep. I'm up there. I'm up there in levels. And it's like yeah, things yeah. that were supposed to be lower level than me. Like mm-hmm. you fight three witches, uh, and one of them's supposed to be at like level thirty or something like that, and I'm like double that level, and she still kicks my ass, and I'm like that shouldn't. Oh, does she but should. does it have the thing in it like Odyssey did, where you could turn off that rubber band for the difficulty? But it even she's even still listed as like a lower. Oh, level. Oh, she's still listed as that, and she's still yeah. that's stupid. and I she still destroys me, and I'm like that doesn't make sense. I should be able no. to kill her with a hit. Um, it's it does a lot of weird, frustrating stuff like that. Uh, okay. But it's just a man. At one point, you go to America. Nice. And you 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 meet Native Americans, and you yeah. find the the piece of Adam that winds up showing up in uh, Assassin's Creed Three. Okay. Um, and that whole storyline doesn't need to happen in the game. I think no, you, can, but you can beat the game without ever doing that. That's pretty cool, though. Um, but it's weird. You go to America, and you have no. Uh, you have no, you you can't take any of your shit with you. So you're in America in like Native American like garb and you have like a bow and arrow and oh, that's in a club and that's how you have to tame the American frontier oh, Jesus. Uh, when it's like, uh, but I have an axe and a, a badass like shield. Why can't I take yeah. that on a boat with me? That's always the funny thing in those games where like you basically have murdered an army and then like one soldier will stop you. Hey, you can't come this way right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm gonna slaughter this village. Like it's, I, I try to be, I try to do the thing, especially, in, especially in this one. You're a Viking, and like the whole premise, is yeah, yeah, yeah. villages. But it's like I try to do that thing where I sneak and do stuff. But then yeah. one person will be like, "Hey," and it's like, "Well, I guess I gotta kill this whole fucking village." Now. <laughs> yes. The um <laughs> the thing I loved in Odyssey uh was the uh, bounty hunter stuff because there was times where I would have like five bounty hunters chasing me oh, down. Yeah. They still uh, keep that dynamic in this one a little. It's they're called zealots. Okay. Um, and you have to kill the zealots. Uh, okay. If they have like clues to point. Oh yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they did that in Origin where if you killed, it got to the cool at the point where you were so high up you could basically stalk them. But once you killed enough of them, you got the uh, the keys that would unlock like a certain kind of armor. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's in this one as well. Like each tree so they, they did the the cult again a version of the cult oh okay um, that, that was going cool. to odyssey one. so yeah. you have to like find all the members of the cult and kill them that's when the last three i think have done that um, okay but like each like branch of the cult has like five six zealots yeah as My, well so like that's yeah. their, their their bounty hunters that that yeah. uh, that try to kill you the thing I like the most about the new Assassin's Creed games is they got rid of the uh, insta fells if you're like having to tell somebody. Oh yeah, those were the, the most frustrating tra- things. The tracking things. Yep. Yeah. I hated those. Oh, that isn't that they took that away. They took that away. Um, so essentially, like if you get seen now, it just basically you just have to murder everybody. But, but mm. they got oh, but they got rid of that. Me. They got because that would always be annoying because some of those tracking missions would be so long. Mm-hmm. And you would just get fucked up because you, <laughs> your character would walk into the side of a wall or something, and you would get stuck. Uh, yeah, just the, bad. The 
Unity was the worst for it with with oh, I want to jump over here and then you jump in the wrong direction and die and it's like I want to throw my controller through the Did screen. you actually make it through Unity? Yes. I again I beat, I've beaten all of them except wow. I'm still working through Valhalla. I even beat the uh was it Assassin's Creed like the stories one the one that's like 2D like the Oh 2D yeah platformer. yeah. Oh no, I was thinking the one with mm-hmm. the Louisiana girl. Oh yeah yeah that's um Shit, what is the name of that one? Liberation. Okay, um, yeah. I beat that one. Uh, and then the, uh, but yeah, there's one that's like a side scrolling that's that's similar to Prince of, like the original Prince of Persia game. Okay. Like the old, old computer game for Prince of Persia. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. You play um, an assassin in, I think, ancient Japan. You play an assassin in uh, ancient India. And then you play an assassin in like the the uh, Alexander the Great, not Alexander the Great, the the Czar Alexander the Czar era okay. of Russian of Russia. So oh. like you eventually what you wind up you wind up saving a girl that is Anastasia. Oh, cool! Um, and Anastasia mm-hmm. is it turns out she's an assassin. That's pretty awesome. In that world. So like you get to play like three different time periods and like you get different weapons and stuff like that. And they're told in very fun animatic uh, in different animation styles. Right. So like the one in Japan yeah. is told in that um, like the ink. Right. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. like write characters with ink. It's told in that way. The animation yep. is. And, and uh, the the blah, 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 the Russian one is told in like propaganda posters. Oh, cool and stuff like that it's real it's a real neat uh little game that takes like a day to beat if you ever okay. find i got it off of i got it off a of gamefly got it for a day and beat it and sent it back sometimes um, you need those short games yeah it's like it was a nice little like break um, yeah. and it does stuff to like just build up like random lore inside the the franchise um you're never going to play as any of those characters ever again in any of the games but it's like yeah. a fun little uh, adventure of like, oh, cool! I did this thing. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. It's it is surprising still they haven't in the main games made any set in like Japan yet. That's what I imagine is coming sooner or later. It's got to. It just is perfect you for would that think setting. So. Yeah, uh, but they keep finding other places to go. Like I never would have thought that they would have done uh, Vikings, like Roman soldiers. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that, what, yeah. What does that have to do with assassins? But they. Yeah, no, they uh, they find their, they find their worlds. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It, I I hope that they keep in the Valhalla land for a while and just do the DLC like they're doing, instead of like springing another one on us like this year. I know they typically do back to back and then take a year off, but hopefully they'll just do two years. Yeah, off they've this been time. doing they've been doing a lot of like fun random DLC with this one. Like they did a Christmas. DLC where like you got to decorate your village for Christmas and there were a bunch of like mini mini games that you could do to compete to like buy fun like Christmassy armor and there were some side missions so they do like little like festive releases and stuff and then there's also the bigger deals there's like I think the one that just came out like the druid thing yep um so they've got all that stuff too but they're doing a lot of timed releases the way that Borderlands put out like the the Halloween like mm-hmm. missions, the little headhunter missions. Um, so I think they're doing something similar to that. 
yeah, it's a smart way to do it. Just make it into basically like a platform. Um, now, Boston, are we good to go a little longer? Uh, maybe just a bit, but I do know. Uh, I, I I do know if we still want to get on to our original. <laughs> we're not going to do those original. Uh, we're, we're, don't get me wrong. That's, that's, I, I'm, <laughs> done. You know, I don't. I don't think yeah. we, we tried to talk about that. And I sidetracked us again. Yeah, we were somehow somehow nine hundred two one zero became Game of Thrones. <laughs> so. <laughs> when shows, I mean, speaking of when shows go on too long, welcome to BRB AFK. When when Barry took the throne at the end of it, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah and, Shannon Doherty. Yeah, I mean, uh, she was doing such a good character arc, like a redemption arc, and then she just blows it all up. And then she burnt Beverly Hills to the ground. <laughs> yes. Uh, I was, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I was excited to talk about teen dramas. And then I was the one that just derailed everything. <laughs> uh, it's okay. This is what we do. And we can always have you back on, of course. Hey, I did want to make sure. Second time. Yeah. Well, I did want to make sure. Cause like I said, this is um, a lot of new audience. We've grown a bit since uh, DLC respawn days. And I want to give you time to talk about your soap company. Because oh, yeah, I, I myself am, uh, I, I buy his, I buy the soaps. Although you know, I should get them for yes, free he because I advertise them. But that's that's an, that's you know that's neither here nor there. But kind of explain to everybody what your company is and what you do. Um, I have a I have a soap company. It's called Clean and Sober Soap Company. Um, I got uh, sober. Um, here's the fun thing today that we are we are recording this on the 19th of May. Um, on the 21st of May, so two days from now, that is three years sober for me. Um, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's awesome, buddy. Um, and uh, so about... Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah. It was in May that I got sober. The first few months were interesting, um, hmm. at, at having to adjust <laughs> to a new lifestyle. And uh, what I realize is that I, I still am bipolar um mm. but usually when i was drinking i would still have these manic phases where i would be awake at the middle in the middle of the night doing nothing right but i would be drinking at the time so i had to find a way to come up with something to do during those times when i would usually be drinking and uh, i came up with the idea to like learn a new craft every month like learn a new skill every month um and i decided to learn how to make soap because I'd seen a bunch of cute pictures of soap like in the month leading up to it. And I was like, I'm going to learn to make soap. And I did. <laughs> and I got it. <laughs> I got it right out of the gate. Uh, I nailed it first time. What was the and, first soap uh, that you made? It was the, uh, it was the stained glass soap. The, oh, the, the, okay. Ryman, okay. the Ryman theater stained glass. soap. I got it first try. And I was like, fuck. Uh, and then everybody on the internet was like, I want to buy your soap. And I was like, I beg your pardon. Uh, <laughs> And uh, so we did. We I, I decided to open up a soap company, called it Clean and Sober Soap. Um, and uh, things have been going great uh, since then. It was April first, um, to twenty nineteen is when I is when I started the soap company. I just celebrated my second anniversary um, mm-hmm. when I opened the website. I had been using um, Etsy. And I decided to make the jump and start my own, uh, run my own website. Um, so now it's cleanandsobersoap.com is where you can find all my stuff. 
Um, I don't just do soap anymore. That's what I started out doing, but now I also do hand sanitizer. I also do solid colognes um, and solid perfumes. Um, I also do uh, body wash now. Um, the body have wash. you done the body wash yet? Because I've not. I want to get some of the body wash. I have body wash on the website. It's right now. Right now, currently, it is okay. just the the Taylor Swift Lover scent. Okay. Um, I will add other scents uh, eventually. It's just a matter of um, figuring out, fully figuring out the production um, of of that whole new product. Oh yeah, yeah. In a way that in a way that I can make all of the things that I have available right now uh, constantly in the store because I used to not have stuff available mm-hmm. all the time. I used to only do limited release. Uh, limited edition releases, but now I have stuff that's constantly available in the store, and it's because those are products Will that I know that I can make. Limited release of Herbie Dent. Yes, it's two faced. I did God. last year. I did put out <laughs> a um, <laughs> last year. I did put out a Gemini soap. Um, oh my God! That was half black, half white. Um, nice. It was, yeah. that was that was a real popular soap that I sold. But yeah. I do I do those limited edition timed releases where I'll. Uh, which I'm going to have one tomorrow. Um, oh, actually, exclusive. Uh, it'll be gone by the time this this episode. Yeah. Give us one that you're going to have like a few weeks from now, so that way we yeah. can. <laughs> well, look. Here's the thing that you can always expect from me. Yeah. Um, I'm, gonna get, I'm gonna get this out tomorrow morning. You're gonna be real upset. Yeah. No. My 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 family's my family's bakery is celebrating its 12 year anniversary tomorrow on the 20th. Oh, cool. May 20th. Um, so when they celebrated their 10th anniversary, I released a soap that you could only buy at the bakery, um, a family bakery soap. Um, okay. but, but this year I'm going to, tomorrow I'm going to release it, um, for, for the masses if they want to buy that soap. Um, but what's the I, theme? It's the fan. It's the family bakery scent that I released. What's um, it going to smell like two years ago? It smells like coffee. Um, because we also sell like a, it was like a coffee shop. So it smells like baked goods, um, nice. so like cookies and cupcakes and stuff like that. It's a real, uh, it's a real good scent. Um, you would think nice. it would be like overly sweet, but the coffee kind of balances that out. Yeah, yeah. I'm a real big fan of it. Um, but I can I can always say this for my soaps and my limited edition soaps. Whenever Taylor Swift releases a new album, there's going to be a new Taylor Swift soap. So like you can just go ahead and expect that. Accept that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I assume in the next three months, she's going to re-release 1989 because she's mm-hmm. been re-releasing all of her albums. And I'm yeah. pretty sure uh, that 1989 is her next one that she's going to be releasing, which okay. is the album that made me a Taylor Swift fan. So that's pretty cool. Um, so nice. I'm going to be releasing a, a Taylor Swift 1989 um, soap. I haven't so, fully nailed down the scent yet, but it's getting there. Um, okay. But I've nailed down all the scents for um, the other Taylor Swift soaps that may be coming out in the future. Yeah, and the thing that's funny is some of those soaps you must just wake up in the morning and go, "Oh, damn, I got to make a soap." Because didn't she self-release like two albums in the last year? Yeah, she put out two albums within like three, four months of each other. And so I last during during Christmas I was doing a thing called Soapmas, the Twelve Days of Soapmas, um, where I built out a plan for I was going to release a different soap or, or a different product every other day um, during Christmas. And right in the middle of it, she was like, I'm releasing an album. And I was like, new Taylor Swift album means new Taylor Swift soap. So I guess day six of Soapmas is now the Evermore soap. Um, 
So get I out of here, Tracy Lord Soap. Yeah, I uh, God. I so I immediately mm. went to to designing a soap for that, um, which which sold really well. It was very fun. I like that Evermore scent. It's a very traditionally masculine scent. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, a lot of like uh, musk and like woodsy scents. It's very good. It's available as one of the solid colognes um, on the site currently, um, but I not not as a soap bar. Um, I'm waiting for a little bit to release like the Taylor Swift like mega package of soaps. Oh my god, that's your Christmas! Where you could, where you could buy like one big huge block of like or one big huge like order of. All, of all okay. of the different Taylor Swift soaps, uh, a big variety pack of that. Um, but uh, yeah, currently I've done what four, four of hers. Yeah, I think it's four. Um, and Lover, I like too that. Yeah, you've done Lover, Folklore, Evermore, and then she just re-released Fearless. Okay. Um, yeah, some of your uh, limited edition. You used to do like I think you would do two a month. Uh, but now it's more just like, hey, here's my WandaVision soap. And the WandaVision soap was really cool. Yeah, I decided um, that the two-a-month thing was – I felt very creatively stagnant doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just wasn't gelling with my brain. And, and the thing that I've always said about doing the soap thing is, hey, I never meant in my life to own a soap company ever. Yeah. Um, who who did? Yeah, no one ever like if again if you if you would have asked me any possible outcome for my life yeah. three years ago when yes. I was still drinking if you'd yeah. have went hey you're gonna own a soap company in three years and it's gonna be about how you're sober I'd have been like what the fuck is wrong with you I want to um, go to, I want to go back in time to the hunter that was a professional wrestler and tell him yeah you're gonna own a soap company professional wrestler hunter what <laughs> yes. the fuck is wrong with you um. What was your name? Hunter O'Malley. I was yes. Irish, the the PWF heavyweight champion, Hunter O'Malley. Nice. Um, I, uh, yeah, it, it, I, I've always said that if I if I don't if I don't like what I'm doing with the sub company, I'm going to stop doing the sub company. Huh. Um, so I've I've found ways to keep myself like creatively invested in it, and I like the idea with the website now. I can just. If I get a wild hair and design mm-hmm. a soap, I'll just go ahead and release it. I've had a bunch of different. So like in years past, it would be like I would release two new soaps a month. Right. So that winds up being like 24 soaps this year in the last year since I switched from that thing. I've released more than 24 new soaps. Oh, God. Yeah. But like I just release them like when I kind of kind of like when I feel like it. Um, yeah. So it, it doesn't it keeps pressure off of me. To, to feel like I have to do X amount of things where now it's very much a, like when I, when I want to do things um, and when I feel inspired to do things. Um, yeah. But and, then I, I constantly keep those, those ones, those few subs available in the store at all times that I love and have been very popular with people um, that are very easy for me to make. Um, and so I don't get bogged down making stuff in my everyday life. Um, which now that I'm getting back out in the world, um, that the pandemic is 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 um, subsiding a little bit. A little, yeah. Um, yeah. Now that I'm vaccinated and I'm able to go out and travel and do stand up, yeah. Again, I'm not wanting soaps that are very 
intricate and will, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah, it, no, no, it just no. makes it easier for me to be able to continue to enjoy this thing that has been very important in my life yeah. um, as a way for me to find a bit of solace when I stop drinking. Yeah. And I think that's amazing too. Cause uh, like you said there with the, the stand up, I'm sure when you decided, Hey, I'm, I'm going to sober up. I'm not going to drink anymore. The temptations of the atmosphere that you have to be in when you go to like these stand up shows and bars that has to be like intense. Well, yeah, everything other than other than selling soap, everything that I do to make money takes place at a bar. Yeah. Uh, so, Ooh. like, yeah. I I I'm a bartender. Um, I do stand up comedy in bars, and I host trivia. Um, all of that takes place in bars, um, usually in bars where I have drank an awful lot uh, mm-hmm. in the past. So it's that I for me that has never been a super big issue personally. Like I've, 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 for the most part, knock on wood, I've been okay being in those environments. Um, every once in a while, there'll be a bad night, um, yeah. where, where something will just like hit a, hit a weird trigger. I was in Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania one time doing a, a comedy festival in town and, uh, somebody, the people that I was with, I was DDing for them that night because they had an album release party. And I was like, look, you have a fun night. You get wild. It's your album release party enjoy yourself. I'll DD you tonight. And, uh, he, at one point, him and the person that he was with him and his partner, they ordered tequila shots and I love tequila. Tequila was my favorite alcohol beforehand. And again, I've been around tequila plenty of times since then, but Mm -hmm. when they handed it to them, it literally like passed right in front of my nose Mm -hmm. and like wafted in front of my face. And I was like, Oh, fuck. (laughs) Like Uh. it was just one of those ones of like, God damn it. I miss you so much. And then a bunch of other stuff happened that night to really kind of compound that. But like, mm. again, I'll, it's been three years and I've had maybe five bad nights mm-hmm. um, since then. And, and at, at no point have I like been on the brink of drinking. It's just been like a, a, those bad nights have been like I've 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 missed drinking, um, but I've never had like the urge to to, to go and drink. But um which that's it, awesome. I'm a, bipolar on top of all this. I mean, it's what you've done is yeah. like tremendous. It well, thank you very much. It's been, um, it's been a, a big one week. Yeah. It's, it's a big, um, it's, it's, it's proof that you can do anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like no, every person that I knew four years ago was like, Hunter will never, stop drinking. Um, and then I did. And it's like that thing that you think you can't do, mm-hmm. you can do. Um, and that's not necessarily, you know, for most people drinking and, and, and all that other stuff, but like, um, I just, I never envisioned a life where I would be sober for three years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Even even when I drank, I would take these little breaks from drinking. But even then, it was never more than like a month. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's 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 one of those things where it's like I don't even for the most part I don't even think about it, and I'm around it constantly. And it's just uh, like all of my friends will be drinking, like when we're playing D and D or something like that. Everybody else in the group will be drinking, or we have like a a, 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 a group get together during the summer or something like that. Everybody will be drinking, and it's not even an, an issue for me. Um, so it's just, it's, it's, I never thought I would be there and, and here I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, 
and I've had a lot of my friends uh, support, uh, and you all in particular, y'all have been very um, supportive throughout the whole process. Um, no. <laughs> um, uh, especially with like, you know, just, just liking posts and saying kind words and then like, you know, supporting the soap company and everything like that has all been extremely helpful um, for me. Um, so thank you all for, for having me on the show and letting me rant about eight seasons. What was it for? What the fuck was it for? <laughs> what was it for? Yeah. Like, um, like, if I'm sober for eight years and then one yeah. day I'm just randomly like, fuck it. I'm just going to get wasted for the rest of my life. What I'm going back to Helm's Deep to be with my sister. That's yeah. Like, no, what Bob. was it all for? Yeah. No. You don't. If you don't learn something, if you don't get better. Um, yeah. But no, it's uh, but the just be serious though like i'm also bipolar i have the same disease but there's a lot of times where i feel like the weight on my shoulders like you do sometimes with the stupid disease and i think of you and how you have the same disease but you're still living your life and you know kicking ass trying to kick ass doing the best i can um i'd say you're kicking ass which is all we can do right we can all we can all only Mm. do the best we can do Exactly. Um, yeah. There's a there's a there's a say anything song. Say to God. There's a say anything song <laughs> called Do Better. And that's that's what I've tried to there's a few things that I've tried to live my life uh around. One is keep moving forward, um, which is a, a Disney quote, and the other one is do better. Um keep moving forward and do better. Try to do better than you did the day before. Um don't you don't have to be the best. Just be better than you were before. Don't be worse. Um, and yeah. if you are worse, then that's okay. But keep, just keep moving forward. Keep going. I found an old post of mine recently that said, like, I, I was, I had been, I'd been very downhearted at the time because I said that I had made all of these changes in my life, but I still felt like nothing had changed. And, and, uh, they, but then you realize the amount of things that have changed, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. so I, I think that like, even, even on your bad days that you, you realize that like, like, Oh fuck life just keeps going. But like, that's the point is that it keeps <laughs> fucking going. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. the good thing. The good thing is that it keeps fucking going. You get to yeah, keep man. having these moments with the people that you love, the people in your life. Um, these adventures, these new experiences. That's that's what you can hope for. Yeah, is that and you life keeps going. And you have to just not listen to the voice and realize, hey, I'm better now than I was then. Yeah. Like progress has been made. Yeah. Yeah. So this has been a good episode. Um, I guess we should start <laughs> wrapping it up a little bit. Um, yeah. I love you. We had, it, this is my thing. Is is what's hilarious about this? We had a plan. We had such a plan. <laughs> yeah. I was so happy. Oh, was, I, we said, did, I, I did. I did homework. We did research. Oh, yeah, we were so ready. Ron, yeah, Ron sent us links of all the you know the. Oh, I was so happy. Yeah. Oh yeah. I but, want you, you to know, know what happened. We kicked the show off. There was a plan, and yeah. then motherfucker, you were like, "Who is Harvey Dent?" And that wrecked everything. Harvey Dent. That fucked the motherfucker. There was a plan. <laughs> You yeah. threw everybody off yeah. in the first fucking 30 seconds. Everybody was like, what the fuck yep. are you talking about? I cannot about? wait to listen back to this and just hear the silence when me and Boss are trying to figure out, is, is Scott okay? 
Yes, yes. Scott wrecked the show. I was going to get to talk about Dawson's Creek and the OC (laughs) and fucking Friday Night Lights. Are you kidding me? I talk about Friday Night Lights all the time. Yeah, now the opening song Boston plays makes no sense. I don't want to wait to. Yes. I, I don't want to wait to hear the Harvey Dent joke. What, what the fuck? Yeah. You ruined everything. Scott. <laughs> no, but we have a new a new thing we're going to do on the podcast. I now. guess so. It's it's exactly. it's what happens when Scott goes rogue. What is, exactly. is, the, is the new thing on the podcast? Nobody talks about what they're supposed to talk about. But this is good. We'll have you back in the fall. I, I kind of want to okay. do that too anyway, yeah. because I want to see how, because I know you just started back on the road. Congratulations, because you won something, right? Yeah, I was at the uh, the Rubber City uh, Comedy Festival in Akron, Ohio. It was a fantastic time. I got to see people I'm sorry. again. Uh, yeah, well, it wasn't Cleveland, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> but I, I had a great time at the, the comedy club there. It's the, the Funny Stuff Comedy Club. And uh, I I won best in fest. It was uh, I had a blast. I that's awesome. Told the people in Akron the story of of the person that stole my car in Cleveland. So they're they're right like forty five minutes down the road from Cleveland. So they really appreciated that joke. (laughs) Um, The comics were great. I celebrated my birthday. Um, uh, That's how I that was my birthday present from them. Is they gave me that award. Uh, That's awesome. Oh, that on my birthday. Um, me and, and two other fantastic comics. There were three of us that won best and fast. Uh, there were, there were, um, was, I mean, it's one of those things where it was like, anybody could have won best and fast. It was a fantastic festival. Yeah. Everybody was great. Um, I was, I was happy to get to see people and be on the road again. So it was, it was just a wonderful time, a wonderful weekend, um, for me to be back out there. Um, I was real happy about that. So I'm going to keep, slowly doing more and more stuff. I don't know when this is coming out, but on uh, May 29th, I'm back in, uh, I'm in Asheville um, opening for Sean Patton. Uh, so oh, hell yeah. I'm excited about that. Um, but it's, uh, it's just fun to be back out doing stuff. And, and I didn't realize how much I missed comedy until I did my first set and uh, in front of a crowd and I got off stage and uh, cried. I cried mm because I'd, I'd missed this thing so much and I didn't realize it. How long had it been since you'd been on stage? Um, it had been 14 months hmm. since I'd, since I'd, well, been I hope stage. I feel the same way when I finally get back up there. Was, and you didn't do any of the zoom comedy shows or anything like that, right? You I, did I, did, um, I did, I didn't do any zoom standup. I did zoom okay. like comedy shows where it was like, um, I did, I would do like the zoom. It wasn't zoom. It was Instagram that they did it on, but it was, uh, Instagram. It was quiz box. Right. So it was like yeah. comedy trivia shows and, and I would do like li- the live script reading the, the fuck was spec script. Um, I did spec script a couple of times and had a great time doing that. I would do like themed shows like that instead of like mm-hmm. flat out just doing uh, yeah. stand up um, because for some reason that just didn't work in my, in my brain. I know it's worked for a lot of fantastic comedians, um, but for some reason for me, I just couldn't get behind that personally. I don't um, see. I think it'd be weird because you're not feeding off anybody. Yeah, but again, other people have figured it out. And, yeah, no, uh, people have figured it out and they've done great. But I just don't. But I for me, I especially online, um, I, I like the more conversational style um, of thing, like similar to what we would, well, to similar to like what we're doing right now with this recording a podcast. But it would be like on 
Twitch or on Facebook Live and everyone would be watching it and commenting and stuff mm. like that. So I've done a, I did a few things like that during the pandemic, but nothing where I did flat out stand up. Yeah. Um, and so I got back on stage and and you won. And I won. I won. Yeah. I won comedy, y'all. <laughs> That's like Michael Jordan when he stopped playing base basketball. Went off for a while. And we are done for less. (laughs) Um, But no, uh, real quick, we always end the episode with a prayer. No, we always end the episode with uh, recommendations. Boston, you got any recommendations? Uh, It takes two. Go play it. It's really fun from what I have seen. Also, Big Milky Mama Vampire Lady is out. You should go play that game. It's pretty good, too. Is that the name of the game? (laughs) Yes. No, Resident Evil. Resident Evil. I wish it was called Big Milky Vampire Lady. Yes. <laughs> Damn near. Now here's might as what well I be. heard. She was modeled after Tracy Lords. I can neither confirm nor deny okay. this. Uh, Scott, you got any recommendations? Uh, yeah, I recently watched uh, Nobody. Oh, you did. Uh, I did. I did. Uh, it's it basically feels like John Wick. Without the revenge factor of having his dog killed. Okay. Uh, so if you nice, nice. in, you, you you'll like nobody. You're kind of. It's got some really, really right. interesting like fight scenes uh, in it. It's it's done really well. Okay, excellent. I've been meaning to see that. Um, yeah, I'll have to check that out. I'm going to recommend something I just started. Uh, only about an hour in, but I think that's half of the game. It's supposed to be a super short game. But I'm loving it. It's called Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion. Oh, yes. I want to play that it's so bad. so good. You basically play Turnip Boy. It's an um, overhead game. He uh, rips up his tax papers, and then uh, the mayor threatens to throw him to the cops. So basically the whole game is a bunch of side quests where you're also ripping up all kinds of other stuff. You rip up a love letter that somebody writes. Uh, it's fun. It does a lot of meme humor. So if you're okay, okay with like meme humor, uh, it's definitely the game for you. It's supposed to be, they said it's only about a three hour game, which I think is okay in the world of hundreds of hours of Assassin's Creed. Um, it's okay to have a short game that you can play in a couple nights. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, Hunter, you got anything to recommend? Um, I'm going to recommend three TV shows. Um, okay. One is on Disney plus it's that Mighty Ducks game changers. The, sequel series to Mighty Ducks. Um, it is okay. it is very delightful. Uh, they also do a good job of, of touching on the history of the Mighty Ducks series. Um, cool. Emilio, Emilio Estevez is slowly turning into his father, which is really cool to, to witness. Um, even yeah. his voice is starting to sound more like Martin Sheen, which is I uh, love. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Um, that's one. And then the other two are on HBO Max. Um, one is Hacks. It just started. Um, with Gene Smart. Um, I recommend the hell out of that show. It's been two episodes in. Fucking fantastic show. What's the premise? Um, uh, Gene Smart is basically playing a uh, an, one of the old guard uh, comedians. Um, okay. and she has a show in Vegas, one of those uh, residency shows in Vegas. She's basically playing a version of um, Joan Rivers, okay. um, like a Joan Rivers type character. And so then this younger girl... Um, gets uh hired as hired as her writer so it's a a lot a little bit of like a culture clash between like a woman that's been doing comedy for you know 30 plus years and then this girl that's getting into it because of twitter you know what i'm saying um so it's you (laughs) get you get a lot of like culture clash of that but then you also get to see 
different perspectives of what comedy is and why comedy works. Um, and so it's a very fun um, show. And then like the, the toll that celebrity takes on your life um, over an extended period versus like the toll that like uh, viral content can take on your life as well. Mm. Um, I, I, I appreciate that little aspect of it as well. Very good show. Yeah. Um, and speaking of somebody that's having like a, a, an amazing like second half of their career, Gene Smart. Uh, Gene Smart's fucking phenomenal in everything that she is in. Yeah. Um, love her to death. Um, and then the last thing is, is a much more lighthearted thing that I watch when I'm like eating or just want to like kill time. It's also on HBO max and it's Selena plus chef. And it is Selena Gomez being taught to cook on zoom what? from all of these very famous chefs. And I know that it sounds dumb and I was not even a Selena Gomez fan before I started watching the show. Uh huh. It is amazing. It is fucking quality television. Really? Because she does not know what she's doing in the kitchen. Okay, that's incredible right there. And so all of these very famous chefs are trying to teach her how to cook over over like a, a video, like video conferencing. Oh, so they filmed this during cook. pandemic. Yeah, they're they're not yeah, they filmed it during the pandemic. So like okay. she's quarantined, they're quarantined, and it's shot through like uh, like a teleconferencing thing. And so they're trying to teach her how to cook from thousands of miles away. And it is amazing. She oh. doesn't, she doesn't know the difference between a teaspoon and a tablespoon half the time. She uh-huh. doesn't know, she doesn't know how her, her, her stove works. And like, so she keeps fucking up like, like burning stuff. And like, she, like oh. there are other times when she'll put stuff in the oven and then forget to turn the oven on. And like, Oh my God. <laughs> And like she, it's just, and it's like she, she, she cuts stuff and like, she like cuts her finger and it's just the most, it's amazing television. I cannot begin to tell you how great this show is. Um, and then also they give away $10,000 every single episode to a charity of the chef's choice. Um, so it's not only this amazing show that's happening, uh, during the pandemic, but it's also helping people as well. Um, very fucking entertaining. I cannot speak highly enough of it. There's two seasons, 30 minutes a pop fucking wonderful fucking and so like because she's such a bad chef you're also learning how to cook as well you know what i'm saying now is there an art where she gets better as the show does she does she does get better and so like by the time she's in season two there's like less mishaps but then she will she's turning on the oven she will still fuck up stuff in this because she doesn't know what she's doing she even even in the second season she gets teaspoons and tablespoons mixed up and so then the chefs are like no 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 stop 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 (laughs) That's because awesome, I'm actually myself learning how to cook right now. So that's I highly cool. recommend it. And so you're getting all of these different chefs and all of their different styles of cooking and they're teaching her. And so like her friends are there that she's been quarantined with um, and like her grandparents are there. And in one episode, Roy Choi, um, the guy from Chef, um, mm-hmm. one that taught Favreau and Chef, he has an episode and uh, and he is just that's that's if you God watch, bless Roy Choi, by the way, if you watch any episode, I recommend the Roy Choi episode. Okay. Um, that one, that one in particular, that's probably the best episode. No, you sold me on this show already. But they're they're all fantastic. If you have HBO Max, I cannot recommend that show enough. It's wonderful. Even my recommendations have taken like ten minutes. Um, you know what? It's okay. <laughs> well, it's okay for me, but it's you know Boston's the one that's got to edit this. So, but yeah, I recommend <laughs> I recommend Selena plus Chef to the Moon. I've been talking about it constantly throughout pandemic. Nice, wonderful that's, show. That's Again, totally super, fine. Super lighthearted. Um, zero steaks. Um, other than nope. like she doesn't cook any steaks. Yeah. 
she uh, she does cook a flank steak in one of the early episodes. But again, check God out check it. out the Roy Choi episode. Okay. Um, and if and if you don't like that episode, you won't like the show. Um, okay. But that one in particular, you don't need to watch them really in order um, to to learn anything. Um, it, it, it doesn't have like a plot line, but she she does get better. But uh, that even still, it's 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 someone with very little skill um, in the kitchen learning to cook. Wonderful, wonderful entertainment. Yeah, that sounds awesome, and probably the kind of TV that you could use right now too. So yeah, especially yeah. especially that they that they did it in the pandemic, right? Like they, they, they yeah. came up with this plan to do this show in the pandemic, and it worked perfectly for what was happening in the, yeah, I, the world. I call it the plandemic, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I call it. So do, so does me and my uh, buddies that stormed the Capitol. That's so what does, we call so it. So does seventy five percent of my family. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Um, so we'll I guess wrap this up. I did want to do one thing here because uh, it's on my heart. Uh, we want to dedicate this episode to um, one of the best damn dogs that Scott and I ever knew. Um, oh, his name is Milo. Yeah. Uh, he was the first dog I met when I started working IFB when I actually was working in the building. Um, that dog was so food motivated. If I had food and just tossed it behind me, I knew that Milo would be there to catch it. Um, oh, yeah. And he's also kind of a trickster dog because you would see him in different angles and he would look like a different dog altogether. Um, <laughs> but Milo uh, crossed over the Rainbow Bridge. Um, and I want to just dedicate the episode to him. And his uh, mom, Natalie, who was an awesome dog mom. Absolutely. Yep. Well said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, sad ending there. I'm sorry. It's a heavy, right. uh, randomly heavy episode. We had a few moments. <laughs> yeah. In this episode yeah. where we talked about heavier things. And that's... this was a, this was a good, this is a good journey. You laughed, you cried. You, 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 you yelled. You were you yelled righteous, furious anger at Game of Thrones. And at you, too, at the mm. beginning. I'm going to tell you right now, when you started talking shit about the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, yeah. I, could hear a, I could hear a change, like, in I'm, Boston and Scott. They got quiet. I'm, I'm very, I'm very upset. I'm in the minority. I understand that I'm in the minority about that. But um, I, I <laughs> believes what I believes. Speaking of that, I'd like to make one more, one more recommendation. Uh, that would be for uh, the Dark Knight, uh, you know, because of, of this uh, Harvey Dent character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, who? It's who? Just, wait. Who? It's, who it's, is? Who is Harvey Dent? Well, it's <laughs> weird. The question. The really the question is where is Harvey Dent? Uh, yeah. And you find. Am I right that and, Harvey Dent is the people who sung the song Flagpole Sitter? Yeah, that's that's the, that's the Harvey Dent. Yes. The Harvey the Harvey Dent band. Yeah. The Harvey Dent band. Yep. I'm not sick, but I'm not well. Yeah. That's I'm okay. talking with the moles. Um, because what? Digging holes. Hell? That song hits, and it still does to this day. I feel bad for that band. Um, one hit wonder for sure, but what a good song. From the I will say, disturbing behavior soundtrack. So two things, two things to throw out. From Dawson's Creek. Hmm. <laughs> we did bring it around back to Dawson's Creek. Hell yeah. Well done. If you yeah, give me enough time, I'll bring everything back around to Dawson's Creek. Oh, Which I, I do have to say though, uh, the rest of that album actually isn't that bad. Uh, Harvey, Harvey, yeah, the Harvey Dent band. Um, yeah. Although there are apparently a couple punk bands that try to do a cover of that song, 
And I don't know why, but it just upsets me. Really? Okay. No, it's uh, I don't know what else you could do to make that song better. That they, they don't they don't do much different. I'll tell you really? what you okay, can. Yeah. Although I'll tell you what you can do to make that song worse. There's a local band around here that plays, and uh, it's a bunch mm. of like doctors. It's one of those bands, and uh, like a like a doctor cover band, and mm. Uh, mm. they sing that song, and it's the worst. Uh, because I've never in my life gotten so upset until someone said they cut off my leg. Now I'm an amputee. Gosh, darn you. And Oh no. I almost started. I yelled. I was was bartending, making money off of this band performing. And I yelled, fuck you. (laughs) I yelled, fuck you at them. I was like, if you're going to change the word to gosh darn, you don't sing the song. What the yeah. fuck is wrong? Yeah. Oh, I boot. I, went, yeah. I mean, at least, or at least do like a gosh, like fucking <laughs> yeah, goofy that, or something. Like, oh, yeah. There's no saving gosh Jesus. darn. You. Where'd my legs go? That's... Gosh. Cut off my legs. Now I'm an amputee. Gosh darn you. Oh, fuck. It. Oh, boy. I, I am mad now. Yeah. I am upset. There we go. We hit all the fucking... I am unduly upset right now. <laughs> this is, this really is, the, this is the... It started with bewilderment and ended with anger. This is the inside this is the out. Mo- yeah. This is the inside out podcast episodes. Yes. When you come on, you're going to come on a PDQ episode and we're just going to basically <laughs> review the movie inside out. <laughs> just scream things at one another. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, if everybody, if that's all, well, you said uh, you had something to say. Uh, you were going to bring something up, Boston, and then we started talking about Katie Holmes. No, he did. He he talked about oh, how no, that was it. Uh, uh, Harvey Danger's album. The whole, the rest of the album actually wasn't that bad. Okay. And and don't do cover so, versions. It's, it's weird. Of, of yeah, they uh, yeah, the just that they they were one of those bands. Yeah, they were one hit wonder, but they weren't bad. No, they just <laughs> they just didn't they just didn't have another song. And I think um, Todd in the Shadows did an episode on them, and I think the lead mm-hmm. singer Harvey Dent um, actually has had, had, <laughs> yeah. has been successful since then. Um, oh. I think he was kind of in the music industry before he started the band, and he's still kind of in it doing things. I can't remember what from the episode, but I think he's I think he's had a good career. I heard he was a little bit two faced though. <laughs> All right. Well, we thank you all so very much for joining us tonight. Uh, Hunter, thank you so much for coming out and saying hi. Thank you all for having uh, me. And until the next episode, we have been BRBO AFK, and we will see you all next time. Good night. Love you, Milo. The painting the evil frown, the drinking the needle now, the tainting no feeble sound. But I need your pounds, your peso, your people down with this label, and I'll be so bound for that halo when I'm below ground. They want that black magic, that savage with bad habits, that grab at and stab rabbits, the maggot that has cabbage. But I'm at that fast status with swag in his past average. My glasses and rag matches, I mean, black is no blast adage. They say bizarre he went, they love him at dark events. Topping the chart, he sent naughty shit to everybody's tent. I want to be at the party bit, listening to Parliament. Sorry, this part of me's a gnarly gent, they call me Harvey Dent.